This week, I called dibs. This is Game Shows, I suppose. and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that i know something about game shows i suppose i'm your host jordan haas cindy seidelman will be stopping by in just a bit to talk about split second and in the second half we'll be debuting digs desert island game shows with travis a hot news segment in a world where there is not a lot of new stuff happening um yeah so i guess we should start with the news not a lot of news. Uh, Nippon TV tells World to mute it. Japanese broadcaster Nippon Television is seeking international buyers for a new game show format that challenges contestants to keep quiet. Family-friendly studio-based game show Mute It puts participants through four stages of challenges as they attempt to win a cash prize. However, they're not allowed to make a noise while doing so, with contestants being disqualified if they make a sound louder than 50 decibels. Muta was created by Nippon Television, which originally aired in primetime. The worldwide rights to local adaptations of the format are now available. Uh, Asushi uh, Selgo, uh, president of international business development at Nippon Television, said, Given our prior success with the enormously popular Silent Library, we're pleased to be presenting Mutit, a game of silence unlike any other game show. It pushes the limits of human concentration and balance, whereby if a contestant makes any sound at all, they are immediately disqualified from the game. Mutit brings a breath of fresh air to a world normally filed by loud game shows i mean i I will take a look at that and uh return to that uh anyway who wants to be a millionaire is back so hey check it out there's even a live app that's kind of like an hq thing so get a load of that if you need to and other than that, I, I've been watching The Great Escape, a Korean format where people go through weird, uh, different divisive little escape room puzzles. It's a celebrity variety show, and I've been enjoying that. And I haven't really, I binge watched it over the weekend, and I had a lot of fun, so I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, the Escape, The Great Escape is a fun, fun little Korean uh, variety format. Uh, reminds me a bit of The Genius. Uh, a little less complex in society game or a crime scene, uh, but has a nice little mix of story mixed with the escape room that kind of was missing and busted, which I kind of wanted. So, hey, uh, if you can ever find it, go check out The Great Escape. I know it's not really brought up in a lot of social circles in the game show world, but believe me, that is one of the better fun uh, formats out there, especially if you love escape room puzzles. But you know what time it is.
really hope I don't have to pay any royalty rights for that song. Anyway, Quibi launched. Quibi. Remember Quibi? The, the bane of my existence for the last six months. Quibi. Anyway, Quibi launched now if with 90-day free trial. So do yourselves a favor. If you are ever curious about Quibi, now is your chance. Because 90 days, while you're in quarantine, you can probably binge watch everything and be done within a day. Because it's literally that little of shows. I, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's it's okay. It's, I think, I, 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 I said ad-free uh, because I don't want the commercials. Uh, and plus, like, you know, it's a little cheaper. Uh, so I've been looking at the Quibi. I've been trying to analyze Quibi, looking to Quibi, and uh, right now it's a soft launch. I would say it's a very, very, very soft launch. I can't really just completely go, yeah, this is what I think a Quibi is, because lackluster. I know they have Memory Hole, which kind of looks like everything is terrible, but without everything is terrible. Uh, there's a new version of Punked. Which uh, just looks like, what if we took segments from Punk, the TV show on MTV, and made that individual episodes? Uh, they have Christie's Court, because courtroom shows are funny. Uh, they have um, a WWE docuseries called Fight Like a Girl coming soon about empowering women. And a documentary about LeBron James's I Promise School, which is okay. I mean, I actually kind of like that. But I kind of think, like, that was made for a, like, film-like production. Not really quibby, if that makes sense. Uh, It's kind of like, oh, no. They could have made this, like, a movie. And Oh, well. Um, So, I just want to just bring these up because I have seen three game shows. But I am not going to uh, really talk about it that much because it's Quibi, which means quick bites, quick bites, little bunches of facts. Um, so I, I'm just going to quickly go th- go through as much as I can of these shows as quickly as I can. Uh, one, because time constraints, and two, because this is a holistic nightmare of a of a format. The vertical of Quibi gives me a headache. The ver- the the horizontal pretty good. The gimmick is that there's two different feeds going on at the same time when you watch something that the smartphone recognizes when it's portrait or landscape and quickly cuts to that feed. That's the gimmick of Quibi. It's not really worth the hype. The shows are kind of YouTube original quality. Anyway, uh, there's been three game shows. One is called Game Show, spelled G-A-Y-M-E show. It's the worst damn game show I've ever seen. I wish I was kidding. Like the, I Look, I, I think LGBT culture is fine. LGBTQ culture is great. I, I mean, like you can understand things like Dragula to understand LGBTQ culture a little better than this. Uh, this feels like, and it probably is, a UCB skit that became a television show because, of course, they did. 
the gimmick is there's little contests based on which straight comedian, because these are all straight comedians. They're not even like real contestants. These are com- comedians. Uh, is the queen of the str- of the straights or queen of the gays or whatever was their little crown that they want to say. It's like uh, the straight person who understands gay culture. To help them out, there's gay comedians to help them out. And it's like funny, funny, haha. And it's like weird seeing Moe Kashner and, and John Gabris on the show. It's clearly meant to be played for laughs. Like, this is not meant to be taken seriously. And it is, and I'm not kidding, it's very painful to watch. Like, I, when, when you get the bits, when you get the jokes, and then you see, like, Guy Branham, and you just go, oh. Oh, okay. I, it feels like one-off bits that would have been on Billy on the Street, if that makes sense. Like, this feels like Billy on the Street gags, but with a, a nicely done set. Um, to me, that is a solid F rating. Uh, if that was the first thing you ever saw on Quibi, that would be insulting. Luckily, it wasn't for me. Uh, the first thing I saw was Dishmantled. Uh, originally, I thought Andy Samberg was going to host this show. It turns out, no, it's Titus Burgess. And the format has kind of become more truncated. Uh, it's two players. Uh, they get to put in, like, uh, hazmat suits and, like, safety goggles that are blindfolds. And they're put in a tube, and then the food gets blasted in air cannons, but they're just the ingredients. It's not really the food. It's just, like, the ingredients used to make the food. And as the air cannons blast into their face, which also kind of feeds the purpose of the whole, like, let's dismantle, because now it's a mystery for the audience as well as what the food could be. (sighs) They have 30 minutes to replicate the dish. Sometimes it's straightforward. Other times it's a twist, like shepherd's pie with sweet potatoes instead of regular potatoes. What a kooky twist. Uh, They get usually one chef that's a judge and then one comedian as a judge. Well, Titus Burgess stands there. And none of this matters in the format because it's not about how good it tastes. It's rather not you figured out what the dish was based on the amount of ingredients necessary. In the event of a tie is when it goes to the taste. Oh, okay. Grand price is $5,000. Personally, that's not offensive uh, because considering it's like a head-to-head showdown kind of contest, it's on Quibi, so it lasts about six to seven minutes. Oh, well, fine. Makes sense to me. Not bothered at all for this low-budget internet show with high-profile actors and actresses participating, especially if you're a fan of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Thanks, Jane Krakowski. Uh, to me, that was actually not that bad of a show. If you love uh, Nailed It on Netflix, this might be the show to to watch in the whole period. Uh, I give it a B minus because uh, to me, this is a this is a fun, curious kind of game show, and I love a game show that's a puzzle. And this is the only cooking show that I can think of so far besides Chopped that has that nice puzzle element. You taste ingredients. Can you figure out what the dish was? That's smart. I like it. Uh, but the presentation, much like a Quibi, kind of falters. Uh, next is a, is a weird game show called Singled Out. MTV did a revival of Singled Out right after doing a revival of Singled Out on YouTube. 
But this time around, instead of doing the uh, 25 single guys in the audience and 25 uh, in the uh, speed dating Orama uh, catfish zone, it's 30 people who all have a pre-existing relationship with the suitor. The suitor is a little higher profile person, some internet personality or a comedian, an Instagram model, whatever. And they play it somewhat like the original singled out. They got to go through the six categories and they're all different. It's not like age, but now it's kind of like selfies. Do they take two selfies or not take selfies? Things like that, which are kind of a more modern approach, which I kind of dig. Uh, once it whittles down to three, they get to do a slide into your DMs where you get to see a photo of them, kind of, with their faces blurred, and they get to do a hit on you, and then you get to eliminate one of those three. The final two go into a head-to-head challenge to determine who uh, wins the suitor, and the suitor goes on the date with it, and that's the end of the show. It re- it's like a truncated, singled-out and uh, it's fine. And to me, of all the game shows that have come out of Quibi, the revival of Singled Out actually uh, was fine. I, it, I mean, it had a better set. Uh, Joel Kim Booster is one of the hosts with Kiki, and they're both pretty good. This is like a modern Hardwick, McCarthy kind of take on, on Singled Out in a way that might actually appeal to people more than any other version of this. Um, Also, because it's pre-existing relationships, you also get something new that you never really see in a game show, which is that, ah, fuck kind of moment where it's the, oh, no, I know who that person is. I had a crush on them. And so when you realize they, you kind of knock them out on the singled out game show, it's that it's that oh shit factor which I kind of dig <laughs> in, in a way that I can't really say in like other shows. Uh, so if you were to do a quibby, uh, maybe just watch like the news. Like they have like an ESPN, they have uh, the BBC World News, they have NBC, they have. Uh, Espen, they have uh, they have all your favorites. So I recommend just watching the news because it's like four minutes, so you get in, get all your updates. You don't have to watch twenty four seven news and get scared. And then you can watch like dildo races on singled out on Quibi. Yeah, <laughs> like two billion dollars went into this. I I'm just as shocked as you are. As for the scripted stuff, eh, hit and miss. I, I think a lot of it kind of bleh. A lot of the reality is uh But, hey, the punk is fine. Uh, singled out's good. Dishmantled's very clever. But other than that, it's not worth it at the time being. But what can I say? It's Quibi. It's the early rounds. There's still a Legends of the Hidden Temple reboot to come soon. Maybe it'll be out before January 4th. So you can see it before the free trial ends. Most likely you won't. But it's good to think about, right? Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us. Quibi, it's fine. I guess we should start today's episode.
the name of this game well okay technically it's split second but that's beside the point it's a game show all about lightning quick reactions because whoever calls dibs gets first crack and the more people get wrong the better off you will be in the scoring system scoring is all important because in that third round countdown it makes all the difference whoever wins gets a chance to win a brand new car how exciting is that Believe it or not, this is a game show that has a long history of one of the more iconic game shows of all time. Let's make a deal. But more on that in just a split second. Not to be confused with the Xbox video game. Let's turn the tables. Ladies and gentlemen, with me at this time... Cindy Seidelman. <laughs> you know, you almost sound like Bruce Buffer there for a second. <laughs> it's time. Uh, Cindy Seidelman, Game Show Gumbo cast in Game Show Gumbo. And yep. Mm -hmm. A whole lot of fun things you've been doing over on the YouTube since last we talked. Yep. Uh, a few new formats. Look at the schedule. Tear Maker. Um, going to try to have another look at the schedule come out um, next week. I was on vacation, and I'll talk more about that on the Gumbo cast. Absolutely. Whether it be uh, with uh, you, Jessica, or Chico. Yeah, she went over to uh, Chicago. Had a lot of fun. Uh, yep. AE Dub, all the good stuff. You normally know what we talk about whenever Cindy shows up. Uh, and also, thanks. Speaking of mm -hmm. Gumbo, thank you for inviting me over for a few of those episodes as a fill in. Yep. Uh, I always had a lot of fun over there. So if you wanted, and I don't know why you would, more game show content from me for, for a while. Uh, go over to Game Show Gumbo Cast. Check out a few of those back episodes uh, where I basically uh, look at the news and then kind of pretend I care about HQ going under <laughs> <laughs> in the most clearly don't give a shit attitude. Because like I kind of called it in a way, and then like we talked reward the fan. I'm like, actually, that's kind of a better way of going about it. So, mm -hmm. and then you have Skilly World now. Oh, <laughs> it'll never stop. I don't think that. I think this is the 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 future of of game shows. Then again, lots of our friends are also doing game show stuff as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So we are now going to be talking about one of the fun formats. Uh, this is a game show uh, called Split Second. Yep, uh, done by uh, Stefan Hades and Monty Hall, mainly known for Let's Make It. Well, in some cases, only known for Let's Make we a Deal. are the Let's Make a Deal people. Yeah. So if you say, hey, what if the Let's Make a Deal people made a game show that's a quiz, you would be thinking bonkers. You'd be thinking, like, everyone's in costumes. You have to pick a category through, like, a spin of a wheel, some luck-based things, some high-stakes drama. And instead, I will say you have one of the most frantic, fast-paced quiz shows ever invented. Yep, and it's true to the name Split Second, or as I like to call it, uh, I got dibs. <laughs> that is true. Um, First dibs. This should be the real name of the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, maybe nowadays because Split Second is now a board game that's different from the game show. There is also a, a game. yeah racing. Well, nobody cared about the racing game. 
you know, you just upset like a four gamer audience members like, hey, come on. How dare you mess with Split Second? It was the best racing game on the PS2. Oh, no, it wasn't. But yeah, it it's... No. And it's one of those rare games where it was, I would say, time actually flew by when I watched it. Usually when it comes to a quiz show, like, Jeopardy's fast-paced. This is somehow faster than that. Uh, yeah, and somehow you get more answers and questions on split second than you do on an episode of Jeopardy. I was trying to keep no counting. I was how... trying to keep counting both versions because this is there's been a re- there was the original version uh, and then the reboot and with Monty Hall as host. Yeah. Yes, Kennedy and then Monty Hall did one, which is always funny to me because I never think Monty Hall by any other game show than Let's Make a Deal. And yes, I know my favorite one of my favorite games is of course Video Village, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when we talk about uh, the Monty Hall version, guess what we also get to talk about? What do you get to talk about? The wonderful glory that is CanCon. Uh, oh, God. I have not brought up CanCon yet. Get ready, folks. Um, you know, you want you want to just do CanCon now? Yeah, I start with CanCon, then we'll do format-wise, because I think format's easiest to explain. But, yeah. Okay. So, for those uninitiated, uh, CanCon is the uh, law in Canada that states that a certain percent of all programming shot in Canada has to have some Canada content to it. Uh, for game shows, some some instances where they worked around it, uh, I could just point to Bob Stewart, who was the expert at this. In Jackpot, when it got rebooted and was shot in Canada, they got a Canadian host in Mike Darrow. Sure, he did a lot of work in the States, but he was born in Canada. Edwards, and then... hosted at first by CanCon regulations, but Jeff Edwards took over in season two. CanCon is no longer met because not a Canadian host and announcers don't count if they're behind a microphone and not shown on air. And Jackpot, as we've established in an earlier episode, isn't really Canadian trivia quiz. You can't really, like, break something into a riddle-based game show. So, for $59, here's my riddle. Sometimes I'm large, but sometimes I'm small. But if you see many floors in me, you'll know I'm very tall. What am I? The uh, beer fridge at Possum Lodge. Judges, I, I guess we'll accept that because that is a building. So come <laughs> on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, um, so and that's kind of typical of like Canadian game shows. There was that documentary last time you were here. We, we just they had just announced that the uh, <laughs> in search of Canada's game shows, and now they are having stuff uh, that they didn't fit in the TV shows as YouTube exclusives. Um, Test Pattern, for example, um, was just recently put up, and they talked about Test Pattern, which was what if there was a Canadian version of Remote Control? They threw foam bricks at TVs. Uh, and had one of my favorite score devices, which looked like a a odometer because it just kept ticking forward. Yep. And also one of the best buzzers where you had a helmet and the buzzer was actually on on your head and you had to slap your forehead in order to buzz in. Because that was not supposed to be the, oh, of course, like because that was supposed to elicit that reaction. The, oh, of course, I'm an idiot, boink. Uh, It's more like, oh, I know. Also, the on deck is a literal deck. I always think that's funny to me. <laughs> um, I have an episode in my collection that was not shown on the documentary. Ooh. Um, where it was a recycling day. 
where they were cycling and the jokes. person on deck. No, they were cycling cans and bottles and paper and stuff like that. I but the, in the early '90s, though, so that was like t- the peak of recycle everything '90s big help. Uh, yeah, '89. In the start of the reduce, reuse, recycle, uh, woodsy owl. But that's North America. We're that's a Canadian show. So, I that would be yeah. the Pierre Trudeau PSAs then. Uh, so, cause, cause can so they just mandated it by law. You must. Uh, so with with split second, it's played in. I would say four rounds, but it's really more like three. And then the fourth is the bonus. Uh, mm-hmm. there is a question with three, uh, parts to the question. So it's kind of like, uh, I, I just, uh, something, Cal- we're, in, we're in California. What's the state capital? Who's the current governor and what city has the highest population? Those are your three parts and they all get displayed on either a screen, a TV screen, if it's the later version or if it's the, Tom okay, King, it's the light up, uh, no, it's uh, like uh, cards. cards. They're actual cards. Uh, kind of like, a, what was that? A three on the match. Kind of reminds me of three on the match. Yeah, the way they had their categories. So to, to answer the question that Jordan posed, uh, the governor, the capital city, and the city that had the biggest population, if the question was, the main question was... Which of these holds true about... Cal- what is true about California in these three? And then... Yeah, kind of and like then that. The then the answers would be uh, the capital city, Sacramento. The current governor is Gavin Newsom. And the city with the largest population is Los Angeles. And then as soon as all three show up, and this is what makes it, I think, say work, they have to immediately buzz in. It is like a, a reaction game. So it's boom. Mm-hmm. Whoever's first has the first dip. They get to pick one of those three and then say yes, no. No, or they answer yeah, the question. So they like answer a, that part. Like if you'll see, uh, you'll see different vice presidents. Who was the president? Uh, different baseball stadiums. Who, what baseball team plays in that stadium? You'll see. Yeah. Uh, and they just have to pick one and then give the answer. The catch is they have to make sure they pick one that is either too obscure or one that they feel like is the easiest to figure out. So the other two are left with the most difficult questions. Because yep. the more they get wrong if the group, the more that person gets right. If all three get their respective questions right, so it's a three for three, every one of those contestants gets five dollars, or he gets ten. Uh, in the, we'll, we'll talk about the Money Hall version later because there are some subtle differences between the Tom Kennedy version and the Money Hall version. We'll talk Tom Kennedy for right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with the if original five, ten, right. twenty-five. Two, two get ten. One gets twenty-five. I like to say like I always like to say like I wish it was kind of like a. Like a split, kind of like in Tattletales, but it's not because they're supposed to be that one a bit of a bonus until round yeah. two hits. Um, the way you could have gone about it was you had to go like something like a multiple of thirty. Everything had to be a multiple of three. So it would be if you want to go that route, ten, fifteen, thirty. I like that, but but there's budgetary reasons why that why uh, five, ten, twenty-five works. Because think about it. If, if all three of them get the right, you only pay out fifteen bucks. You save ten and bucks. Usually they if two get it right, it's, they pay out twenty bucks. You save five. Exactly. Bucks. And the questions, by the way, they're pretty simple. Like we're not saying this is the most tough questions because most of these are A B style formats, or it's the obvious answer in this category that fits this one clue. Uh, yep. So it really is kind of like if someone gets it wrong, it's kind of it. Usually it happens at least twice an episode, three times, but then. 
once, almost guaranteed once per category, there's that one that gets all like is the singular contestant, and that and that plays a lot of fun. Uh, so mm-hmm. five, ten, twenty-five in round one. Uh, round two, they double because it's round two. You got double the score. Yep, ten, twenty, fifty, uh, twenty-five, fifty. Uh, and so almost, almost double. double. I wish it was ten, twenty, fifty. That would actually, I would like. Actually, that would be wow. Now I think that's probably where I would go. Uh, if I, but um, and then you think, okay, after the second round, whoever has the most money wins, right? That's how it works. Nope. No, no, no. Now we get into the most intense per part of the show, where most game shows would do a the speed countdown round, round or a catch up round or a winner take all round. This is the countdown round, and it's I would say the fairest in game I could ever think of. Uh, the if you, the fairest or the unfairest. If you well, it's the same. It's it's a it's a still a dibs based game. But now, if you are in the lead, you have to answer three. Second place four, fi- uh, and third place, third place five. five. And and basically, a correct answer is one. So either all three get one, and you knock out one, or two uh-huh. gauge, and one is left in the dust. So you have a tie going into a race. Not so. Because if you buzz in, you can answer one, two, or all oh, three. That's right. Yep. You see, you said you've watched the show, George. I did. I thought I saw it, but the one I saw was the guy ran all the the board on one of the three. Yep. And so to explain for everybody, if somebody buzzes in, they can only answer one part at a time. Then Tom would say, "Yes, continue," and they would answer a second part. And then to go, if they get it right, they can finish it off or pass it off to whoever buzzed in seconds. Now, what if they get it wrong? They're locked out. It just dumps it off to the next person. So you could just, you might as well just give a guess, right? What's the strategy yeah. when the countdown round? If you already get one or two, do you just go for the third or you just want to say I'm done? You got to go for all three. And then you pl- and then it plays into a catch-up. Uh, and whoever eliminates their, almost like a contract in Bullseye. You fulfill your contract, yep. you win the game. Not only do you get to keep your money, everyone keeps their money, by the way. Yeah, and for... Early 70s, 72, 75, it wasn't sm- small change they were giving out. I mean, they were giving out more on split-second cash than they were winning a game on match game. I mean, on average, you would take home at least 200 bucks. 200 bucks in the 70s, uh, which, by the way, pretty, like, just add a zero. Just imagine, just add a zero in any 70s game show, and that's pretty much uh, nice. Or times it by five. Or multiply by five, so a thousand bucks. Two hundred is a thousand, which is game show minimum for win. Thousand bucks. Uh, yeah, now it is. Uh, I like to play game show minimum for win is a thousand. Game show minimum for grand prize is ten thousand. We like playing that game, don't we? Yeah, uh, twenty five thousand sometimes if we're talking like hot ones or Hollywood game night. Yeah, but then you're getting to prime time shows, not necessarily daytime like uh, twenty five words yes. or less, uh, or a basic or. Uh, I call it extended cable. The GSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and whoever fills their contract comes back the next day unless they complete the bonus they round. They start the car. And, okay, so here is the biggest departure in game shows. You are have this tough quiz answering questions left and right. How do you do a bonus game? Oh, I know. Just pick a car and turn a key. If it starts, you win the car. If not, you come back. Like old Hollywood Squares. That makes sense to me. No, this was... Oh, no, Hollywood Squares ripped it off. 
I know. Uh, that was because the original version was just the same of the car. This was just like, well, if they do it, this is actually safe. We can actually make a lot more money here because we don't mm-hmm. have to give out the car. Plus, that gives like a dramatic reveal. Do you think that I? I feel like that's a good bit. Like that sounds like a comedy bit. Where do you think the origin story is of the pick a car if the engine turns on, you win it? Do you think that started from? I know it probably started from like maybe like a like a car giveaway gimmick for a radio show or something but it had to start from like some guy angrily was sitting in their car with like a wrong key and they just had that and they're just like annoyed <laughs> it's not turning off yeah no 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 or if you're going to hollywood squares no, 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 no. <laughs> and then it's that one moment where it turns on. Oh, jeez, it works. I can finally drive to work. Mm-hmm. But there is something interesting about Split Second as well. Uh, there was also a nice little jackpot that went along yes, with it. Yes, uh, well, it depends on which version, of course. Uh, Tom Kenny's version was well, jackpot. We're gonna, right. Yeah, jackpot was also a nice little small jackpot as well. Here was jackpot. Originally, it started at zero. But it grew by two hundred dollars each time the car was not won. And like the ones that are available now, that jackpot's kind of actually in a four, five, six, seven streak. So it's like, oh, it's like two grand too. So this is like, yep. But later on, they got a budget increase. Uh, so then what happened? It started at a thousand. It grew by five hundred each day. It wasn't one. Does that make you want to watch? No. I noticed uh, with Split Second, though, it was that uh, that does add a little stakes to the game. And plus, it, I think it's just kind of like a fun reveal. It's because uh, it's the car game. Basically, it's the what's the classic mm-hmm. game show prize, the brand new car. Uh, yep. If you win the car, your game ends. Your run's over. Mm-hmm. It ends if you get the car. If not, come back. And you know, no matter what happens, you keep your cash. So it's not like Sale of the Century where you have yep. a risk reward system. Right, and but if you win, you get a ease, your odds are improved. So second day champ one and four, three day champ one and three, four day champ one and two, and if you go to day five and win, you get to pick any car on the stage, any one you want. Wait, even the luxury car? Yeah. And then that sounds like uh, something worth risking, and then. Like, it, it becomes fun. Because uh, it's at uh, what car are they going to go for? Which, what, the five you're going to pick? And it's once always like a sport mm-hmm. car. Once mostly like a, a basic, like a Taurus, kind of like a reliable sedan. Uh, uh, one of the, then there's always a wagon. The station wagon. Because this is the 70s, yep. It's, the one I saw, I saw, well, the one I saw was like classic wagon. And then the other one was the classic Woody. And I was like, this is a fun show. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, um, it's up on YouTube, by the way. Marvin Shrinkman, who was a je- big-time Jeopardy champion, he was just an all-around game show player. If there was a quiz game show, he was on it. And uh, for Split Second, I believe, was his first show. And he had the choice of the cars. Tom Kennedy himself thought he was going to pick the Grand Prix. Because obviously, most expensive car would car. make... I would have thought that, too. He picks the station wagon. <laughs> And I wasn't that when he had that big grin on his face, like wait, wait, what? <laughs> yep. We love I I we love Tom Kenny on this show. I I I put him in the hall of of game show hosts because like a Bill Cullen, mm-hmm. 
uh, like Jeff Edwards, he is like he can handle almost any game show. Uh, Except for his first game show, Doctor IQ, which he couldn't. Oh, I don't know what you're talking. No one's. I don't want to go into. I don't want to go into bad game shows. Again, <laughs> I want to do good game shows. Split second, good game show. Oh, it's an amazing game show. Um, also, they did a tournament of champions. Oh, I, I never, actually I've never seen a tournament of champions episode. So, how did that go? Well, well, it played like normal split second. Now, not. All that's existing of this is a clip that's up on YouTube. Somebody, uh, Bunny Hall was doing like a primetime special, I think, on ABC about great game shows. There are clips on Deal, and then they talked about Split Second for a bit. And they talked to this girl who had won a car, came back, won Tournament of Champions, which was a trip around the world. Which uh, I find endearing for Tournament of Champions. Um, uh, it kind of shows you the amazing decades of game shows. Like, in the 60s and 70s, big grand prize for a tournament of champions was a trip around the world. Like, I think Concentration did that with their Challenge of Champions. The Challenge of Champions! Uh, they did that also and with the Classic Concentration. Uh, in certain weeks, yeah. I just remember the Trebek wearing uh, the beret and the fake French mustache over his regular mustache. <laughs> and it didn't stick. No, you're thinking about David Ruprecht on Supermarket Sweep who did that when they had a Gourmet Week. Gourmet. Welcome, everyone, to Gourmet Week. Does anyone remember me from real people, or do they just know me from Supermarket Sweep? <laughs> you know who who should ask that question to? Probably David Ruprecht. <laughs> no, Byron Allen. <laughs> well, he does. Yeah. Know. Yeah, just mention real people to Byron Allen. Oh, we know a few people who work on funny you should ask. I don't want to like name names at this point because I know. Well, we did have uh, we had Kim, we had Kim on, and we 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 did. Yeah, Travis, Travis on, on Travis Griffin. That was a great episode too. <laughs> yep. You know what? Hey, Byron, you're, if you're listening to this, because <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Split Second, you want to know what's. <laughs> uh, please. Uh, send me an email. Let me know about uh, real people. <laughs> I will say that I do enjoy funny. You sh- funny, you should ask. Quite it a is lot. the fast um, pace. It's that pacing that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, and, two more years, baby. Two more years. I, 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 I trust me. I, you know, I was like going, okay, this is one season. This is like done. <laughs> and sure enough, like five seasons, and actually, I warmed up to it. It's actually. <laughs> it's gonna be here for in total six seasons. Six seasons, since not including reruns after the six season. Right, and I have to figure they've probably done what two hundred and twenty-five some odd episodes yeah, now, and they have yet to repeat. Well, they did repeat a couple questions, but they usually don't repeat mm-hmm. questions. They still have the like great guests, and it's just like a fascinating format. I think that's the best part of funny you should ask is the guests. Now, going back to Split Second, um, they've added some stuff to the game. Uh, during the show's run, you know, more of a natural evolution of the show. <laughs> they added more visual questions. Take a look at like this marquee. A... What is missing? Mm-hmm. The last name, the first or name, they... um, title. Yep. Uh, and then they have uh, Jack Clark uh, dress up as like a, uh, with a pith helmet and everything. We want you to figure out what country the, sometimes it was like the, uh, here's the random country uh labeled abc mm-hmm. and it's it it's so weird like a visual one did visual yep. i was kind of like what the and then oh, we forgot the bonus we've always forgot there's bonuses if you were the first to get a single correct in round two yeah 
No, one and two single. You get, a, you get a bonus prize, and it's actually a good prize. Like it's the sofa or the television. Yeah, it's like uh, round one was like a two hundred to four hundred dollar prize, and round two it was like a three hundred to five hundred dollar prize. It, it it made the game more entertaining because you know it it it's not rare that it happens, but it is like barely common enough that it happens. Like I would say it happens once a game, maybe twice a game. Mm-hmm. It was only meant to be one a game. It, one around, I should say, one, one around. around. And it's usually like the... And I almost think it's intentional. It's like the obvious, and then something challenging, something real expert challenging, mm-hmm. or something in the world that really does stump everybody. Yep. And then they added, a, with different style questions, a memory buster. Right, I forgot the memory buster. Oh, Where Tom K would read off uh, a list of six items, and then... They would, then Tom K would ask, which of these, out of these six, which of these are whatever. And then you would, remember, split second is all about a thing. And I think the reason that muscle, that memory question is because that hesitation effect. They were trying yep. to do something that actually causes a little hesitation before ringing in. Because you don't want to just ring it in and go, oh, I don't know. Uh, which of these are uh, citrus fruits? Uh, Papaya? No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That is wrong. Which of these are typically green? Uh, oranges? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Now over to you for the full 50. Oh, grass. <laughs> and that was essentially, and, and it, it's, it's sped through. Like, I would, I'm trying to figure out, like, yep. like, I was trying to do a count of, like, how many of the sets there were, and I, I lost count. I was thinking 10 sets per round. On minimum. On minimum. But it had to be, like, 12, 12, 13. Or 15. We're thinking like 20 seconds per grouping. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, we got to go into the... Uh, so then it ended. Split second came to an end. Brownie face. Yeah, this was during a time... Uh, it was also canceled alongside uh, Password on ABC. Now you can't cancel Password. Iconic game show Password. This was after they changed from Password to Password All-Stars. Then... After that version flop, they changed it with a new big money format, which I actually kind of liked, even though Password All-Stars was not good at all. It's just no. Just no. I just take my 20. I just want them 21. That's all I want. All I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it can't. And uh, they got one show got replaced with Show-Offs, and I think the other show got replaced with Ryan's Hope. That's one thing people really love. It's Show-Offs. No, you mean show offs, by the way. We are talking about the game show, right? That 1975 yep. iconic charades based game show that only lasted Which, like. Which uh, doesn't exist only anymore. Last, like, what, five episodes? <laughs> lasted six months. I just, uh, I just remember watching just that one clip from Game Show Moments Gone Bananas. In that one, cl- I think there was one episode on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's the lone episode that exists among traders. Because if you can figure out, you have the $5,000. Um, so, split second ends. Uh, goodbye, classic 70s set. Orange, 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 brown, wood paneling. And more orange. Uh, egg display. And, uh, very, and then it came to a set. Also, it was asterisk. Also, that was 70s, too. It was a lot of asterisk. Like, you got to think the uh, yep. Goodson Todman asterisk on price and a few game shows other than that. 
this game show had the asterisk to lock in who got what. Same with Jeopardy. Now I think about it, Jeopardy had the asterisk. Mm-hmm. Seventy was was just the year of the asterisk, the decade of asterisk. Comes to an end, we're all frowning face. Uh, then let's make a deal. Makes a comeback. Then let's make a deal ends slightly. <laughs> and Mr. Monty Hall wants to do a game show again. Yep, I kind of trying to remember the story. Why was Let's Make a Deal canceled? I, from what I can recall, the '80s version of Let's Make a Deal got canceled because Monty Hall didn't want to do it anymore. Wanted to give it to Dean Goss to host, and the syndicator telepicture said, "No, you're Monty. You have to host it." So instead of working something out where um, they, I guess Telepictures wanted to work with Monty and his schedule, but nope. So comes to an end. And then in December of 1986, we get a revival of Split Second through Viacom because Let's Make a Deal was done by Telepictures. And hosted by friend of Monty, Monty Hall, Hall the, one of the masterminds behind the show. Uh, so he knows the show throughout and he's hosting his very like this is like the secondary let's make a deal now it's the he's Mm -hmm. kind of created the show i mean we got to give stefan some some help here that he's the other half a lot of people forget about that yes stefan stefan hados was more of the business mind than the creative mind we all know monty is like how i mean you have to be kind of a creative mind to come up with a show like it's anybody's guess (laughs) I'm not saying that's something I would have come up with, but that sounds something in my realm of, like, one-and-done game shows. Yeah. Uh, it's my uh, wonderful saying that I ripped off from Penn Jillette. E-S-P-S-U-C-K-S. Uh, it's, well, not all ESP games are bad. Remember Blank Check? <laughs> I'm hearing crickets all of a sudden. I gotta talk about that. <laughs> Again, when I do a, let's the new uh, look at the schedule because we're doing January '75 on NBC. Oh no! Uh, so thanks for that. We're in Canada. We're back in Canada. Monty Hall is hosting. Yep. Mm-hmm. At uh, CHCH TV in Toronto. And now we're looking at the all well, not even an all new split second. It's the same split second. <laughs> but instead of the, the yeah. brown paneling, it is the rarest of graphics. This was high tech. That is Canadian tech and modern 80s graphic design as we have... The logo's great, though. The neon split second with the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything is that neon. Everything is that... Uh, card sharks. Yep. The card sharks font kind of uh, saying it reminds me. Yep. Not only that, you have... This... Can we just talk about the 80s set for a second? Yeah, that's like my favorite thing is the set. It's this like cloudy windows. Yeah. Looks something straight out of like an infomercial for Windows 95, even though it was the 80s. <laughs> the pink and blue uh, podiums. Pink and blue white. The white tops on those podiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the And we actually get whose uh, turn is it? Because... First place in the Tom Cater version, there are two lights. Second place, one light. Third place, there were no lights showing. In the Monty Hall version on the podiums, you buzz in, you get first place, second place, or third place. It shows one, two, Which or three. Is necessary, by the way. I think like that is clearly indicating. And the scoring section, the scoreboard, looks a lot better in my mind. Right, because they're more clear egg crate. And now instead of a card, it's it's the what become the new 
TV equivalent. TV. Or a monitor from Mitsubishi. And he would show it, and here's your three answers. And, it's, and, and it was like a, that digital screen readout before he do the split second. Right, it would be, look, he would he would say the question, it was a longer form than Tom Candy's version. Because in Tom Candy's version, he was always go, all right, look at the board, and then read the three choices. And then the question. In this version, it went, Monty Hall read a statement, which had a question in front of it, and then he would go, look at the screen, dissolve. <sighs> And then you talk about the three choices. And when he said, look at the screen, and the screen dissolves, that's when you have to buzz that's in. that's when you hear the ding, ding, ding. Yep. And it becomes this, like, amazing, like, sprint kind of thing. And I'm not going to try and compare two different, because different decades, different host styles. The format is still the same. Uh, but with this 80s version, I found it more... I was more... I liked that version a little bit more than Tom Kennedy's, even though I love Tom Kenny as a host. Uh... <laughs> But it's that, uh, it was when you get through it and it is just simply put, just going into it like the neons and here's the screen. I just wish it was a bigger monitor. That's my only gripe. That monitor should have been a... Well, it was, ni- well, it was 1986 and it was probably like a 32, like for the time it was like a 25 inch screen, which was a big screen. And over the top. Plus we got to think, uh, how, how it goes. And then when he does countdown round, same old countdown, uh, and it, no, we got we got to talk dollar, dollar amounts. amounts. Oh yes, it it's uh, it's an upgrade. It's an up- In round one, it's ten dollars if all three of you get it right. Twenty five dollars if two get it right, and if you're the only person to get it right, it's fifty dollars. In round two, it's a straight double. Straight double. Yeah, because now twenty dollars if all three of you get it right. Fifty dollars if two get it right, and if you get it right, one hundred dollars. And Look, hundred bucks on any game show, and this was the '80s, so hundred bucks was kind of like game show minimum for a correct answer on a bonus round. So, mm-hmm. I gotta put things into consideration like that. Uh, and it was not like they did not skimp on the questions. This was, if not more questions than Tom Kennedy's. They really wanted to make I sure. I would it was say a close there are a little less questions. Well, there are fewer questions in the main part, but there are more questions in the countdown round because they changed that. Because you can no longer go out on the first question. If you led after round two, you, get, you need four correct answers. Second place needs five. Third place needs six. And in some instances, it came back to bite them in the butt because sometimes they would run out of questions. Or preset questions for the monitor. Because they were expecting, okay, maybe five, maybe six. Because six, right? Makes sense. Yeah. You t- this is supposed to be like the speed round. Where it's supposed to be like, how do you make the game faster? Uh, first the four wins, I guess. Uh, and it, it, it becomes this... Uh, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but it's this... Uh, when you're playing with uh, a, a game where if you have the minimum of six, you got to assume someone's going to get those questions wrong. So how many do you write for? Of six. Maximum of six correct answers. And I would have wrote six, maybe seven. But I've seen some counting rounds go to eight. Oof. Ooh, that's not... Because then you're just tiring the writers. And, right. And I think this is where you fall into a problem. The 80 split second still had that very wide scope of knowledge. But, you know, you'd still see Broadway and musicals and other nuanced stuff. And that was starting to go away in the 80s. More pop culture. Yeah. 
We want just pop culture, celebrity but, uh, relationships, uh, or more current current events, like they were doing with Sale of the Century. Now, do you? I always made the joke, and when it's called Sale of the Century, I, I and it, I always was proven wrong, and that's why I feel like that's why I'm not the end all be all game show expert. I always thought it was Sale of the Century because the questions were all about the last hundred years. <laughs> So it was like from anything from 1880 to 1980, and I was proven wrong because the very first time I said that, and when I rewatched an episode, it was like a 16th century. I think it was Genghis Khan was the answer. It's like, yep, okay, yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> this is why I am not the end all expert here. Uh, nope, that's why you have uh, me on the I show. Mean, I suppose, like, it's a guess. <laughs> I guess, hunch, maybe. Uh, and it plays, th- and then the the final round plays slightly different. If you win the show, if you win countdown round, yes, you get to come back next episode. But the bonus round plays slightly different. Yep. Now instead of uh, picking a card, you pick a mod. You pick a. They call it a screen, and behind one of those screens, now there are two versions. The bonus game had two versions. Yes. Uh, which one do you want to start with first? Uh, the the. Fr- the first, first one, one. Right, the prize version. All right, no. Uh, the first first one was five screens. One of them said card. The rest had something else behind it that you would win. Like a thousand bucks. Like either a prize package or a thousand dollars. Now you can. S- and if it was the car, you retired with the car. If it was a thousand dollars or the prize package, you would get that and come back on the next show and. If you came back for a second day, the monitor that you selected would be blanked out. The Hollywood Squares rule of modern 90, like the Tom Bergeron Hollywood Squares rule. Yep. The car, the, uh, when they had the, uh, nine keys or something similar to what they did on the Tom Kennedy version. Cause remember if you came back, they, uh, disabled a bad car. They would let you know there are only four cars or three cars or two cars available. They did this with the Monty Halbert issues. And if you went all five days, if you won the game, you won the car. And then you're no choice of car. It's just the one car on stage. Which was always uh, a Pontiac or a Buick Century. Yeah. And I like the set of this because when they did the bonus round of this, it kind of felt like a uh, marquee drive-in theater when they did the neon. So now it felt like, oh, we're at a drive-in. What's the feature? And that would make sense of all the pop culture questions, movie questions. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. what's in theater one? What's in screen one? And then you would see Mm -hmm. a car, and then you would be excited. Yep, then you get the thunderbolt, the lightning bolt sound, and then... And this was the first time I, and this is showing how either I'm old or how bad I am at production values. First time I ever realized you can put lights on the floor of a show. Because <laughs> the when there, yep. whereas the car display, there's the ring of lights around it. And I mm-hmm. was like, that's my first time I realized, wait, you can put lights in the floor. <laughs> it's not just like a shiny black floor or a white floor. You can actually have like neon lights in the center there to just sparkle up. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I always say you just have to put like light bulbs around it, or and when it's one, it's like panic over in the set. Uh, yep. But if they, but didn't they? I don't know why they made the change. Was it because like they just gave away too many cars, or yeah, they gave away a lot. Maybe make the questions harder then. No, you can't do that with the bonus game. You'd have to change up the format. What they had to do to change the format up. 
Yep. So instead of just picking one and trying to find the right one, you now had to find the right combination of monitor of screens. On your first three days, three screens said car. Two of them had like a fur or a vacation. You want to stop, trip, or come back and go for another shot. This is your second day, so we're also going to throw in two thousand dollars. No, thousand dollars usually. Third day it was two thousand. And on the fourth day, they would improve the odds. By making it a... Uh... Four screen said car. So you could still have bad luck then if you pick the one of the monitors. Yep. So here's how it did. they would turn it. The prize. And $3,000 in cash. Or you keep playing. And if you win the fifth day, you automatically win the car. Now, what was interesting about this format change, because if you decided to take the prize, you left. And I've seen more people take the vacation than ever win the car. Which, of course, if everyone can figure out, people take a guaranteed vacation over risking for a car. Figure out if you give away a car maybe, like, see, about twice a week, most, twice a week, times about 50 Mm -hmm. episodes or so. Yeah, you're giving away, like, about $300,000 worth of cars. Or if you're doing a vacation, which is about three grand, four grand, and you can give that away, two plus grand. maybe $2,000 in change, that's $6,000. You save yourself over the span of that 50 episodes at least $200,000. Yep, saving that money. Uh, also helps that because it's a prize, some of the prizes, like the flight and the hotel, are provided for you at free or less than retail. So that helps out with the budget as well. Which means... This is why... We need more game shows centered around prizes. You are defending prizes. Well, the only time you see prizes these days is like the runner-up prize on 25 words or less. (laughs) Don't tell me you wouldn't enjoy a $200 gift certificate to steaks or lobster gram. Okay, you know, I do love to munch. So if I had a lobster gram... By the way, Omaha steaks have great boigas. Yeah, I do like boigos. So, I mean, I I can't... And... The Irish guy's going to scream at me about burgers. How can I not get angry about losing on 10 grand? Yep. Or you get a, a nice strip. I mean, strips now are now moving up. It used to be like uh, the the Merv Griffin's crosswords getaway, like a Palm Springs. Now they kind of moved up. Now it's like, actually, like, I saw one recently that was uh, new, actually New York City. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I got the Bahamas a couple of times on the. I actually have every episode of Twenty Five Words. Did you see the one where it was the uh, they gave away uh, the the Broadway tickets in the New York? Cause yeah, because that, that's like I mean it's like okay someone there when because someone has to come up with these prize packages. You got to come up with the right experience mm-hmm. in mind. So some of these may be your former travel agents or they work with a travel agency because these are some great packages. Hey, that means uh, you're getting you're giving away the prizes at a discount. It's a discount, and you get a plug. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Uh, That's called saving money on budget when you need to spend it on celebs. Well, did you know? <laughs> All right, so Jordan Haas, quickie line number 476, and go. <laughs> did you know that Greg Renberg <laughs> is the only person to star in both Star Trek and Star Wars? <laughs> it's, the... it's not Grunberg, it's Grunfeld. I know it's Grunberg. All right. No, it's Grunberg. Right. Uh, no, wait, it is Grunberg. I, I screwed up your own line. Yeah, Greg Grunberg is the only one to star in both Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, at, at this point, I, I should just make that the bit where, you know, like, because sometimes people ask in the game show world, like, if you could be paired with any celebrity on a game show, <laughs> I'm just going to jokingly say Greg Grunberg, the only one to star in both Star Wars and Star Trek. Plus, he's actually a pretty good player on that show, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so back to the, the split second, this uh, bonus round. Right. Uh, so you, do you, mm-hmm. I guessing you prefer the, the, the final bonus round. Uh... Honestly, no. No. Um, this is my thing with Split Second. The end game never did it for me. And I will fix this when we talk about how would you produce it. That is, that is my final question was how would you make an end game for Split Second? Okay. The first 17 minutes of the show is fantastic. I would just up the dollar values. Like, uh, if I was to produce it nowadays... If all three of you got it right, it'd be $25. If two of you got it right, it'd be $50. And if only one of you got it right, it's $100 in round one. Straight double for round two. That's actually near what I put and, down, actually. Yeah. I wrote down 50, 100, 250, and then 100, 200, 500. Because with having... Because I would also leave the classic, uh, everybody keeps the cash. It's, it's, it's moderate enough that it should be. We know if this mm-hmm. was Game Show Network, it wouldn't be. For some reason, no, they play for points, but it needs to be cash. I think it needs to be just fun, like yeah. cash. Uh, mm-hmm. countdown round, how would would you just go back to three, four, five, four, five, six? I would go back to three, four, five, three, four, five for time reasons. And for the bonus, or do you want to say that as your bonus que- as the final question? Because my version was just simply go back to the five marquees. I have a completely different version. A new bonus game. All right. Because uh, I wrote 50, 100, 250, 100, 200, 500. Countdown, uh, is, I put it as uh, fi- as uh, as going into the uh, everyone gets, uh, it's the first of five points. Leader gets two. Second place gets one. Third place gets no bonus ahead. So it's still a countdown. It's just now a first to five points kind of game. Instead of counting downwards, it's a race. Because I want to say I'm Joel McHale and split second is a race. Um, and I was what I was thinking for the split second, in both in terms of display and for that is, you know how we have these cool displays now, kind of like in a, a, like, like I remember Clever Dicks having somewhat of like a folding set and something that looks like the space mm-hmm. could break at any time. If there was a way to like add layers and have that that LED lights of just like it folds upwards or folds downwards or when you see the display of the screens, almost like the chase that little strip of lights, and then you just see like all three. Here's your three. If you were two, and that's when you hit the ding. I would just, I would just say kind of. I would say just do it like the chase. Have three different paths. Or like Hitman. Yes, I was thinking something going along the lines of the chase and Hitman for this. But I mean, like we're keeping the format exactly the same. It really is just like the display of the set. Uh, I would make it mm-hmm. a, a feel a bit more sp- like faster pace. Like it feels like this is like the the craziest, fastest, frantic game show you can ever imagine. Answers are flying in front of you. Questions are flying in front of you. You're seeing graphics just sparkle and land on the screen. You're seeing, and that's why I went with like the marquee should be like, here's your five, vroom vroom. <laughs> but they and you would have like a, a fifty or a forty-two or a fifty-one inch monitor to display all of the uh... exactly. That's exactly where I was going. For. Yeah, and it's and I'm just going to go with its prizes. It's the five prizes. 
uh, format, uh, but it's not all cash. It's not like one, and it was like you match it up. So it's like one's a vacation, uh, one's cash, one is a television. Like it all has to be sponsored prizes, and then one's a cash prize. I was thinking anything from like five thousand dollars to uh, just like one thousand dollars, and that being a jackpot until it's one. Mm. You come back, no matter what, you come back. But once you hit that car, it's done. Are you ready for how I would do it? Absolutely. All right. Display of 10 keys. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> One starts the car, but will knock some of them off. How would you knock out these keys? All right. Are you ready? Sure. Here's how the bonus game would work. I'll give you a city. Actually, the category is football, by okay, the way. Okay, football. I'm going to give you the city. And I want to... And for each city, I want you to name the team, the stadium, and as of the time of this recording, their starting quarterback. Oh, that would be tough. But there would be only three, I'm guessing. Right. There would be three, yeah. Oh, jeez. I would. But you can get, like, some, right? So if it was, like, uh, yeah. San Francisco 49ers play at Levi's. I would say, I would say, uh, I would say the name of the team. So 49ers. So if I were to say... The 49ers, the name of where they play is... Levi Stadium. And we don't know about quarterback right, that's yet the stadium. because, well, the, <laughs> something happened during... The city. but The city where they play in. Yes. So, uh, it's the San Fran. It would be San Francisco. No, technically Santa Clara, but we accept San Francisco. And the starting QB? I would... Isn't it, uh... I forgot his name. I think uh, I was about to say Nick Mullins. Nope. Jimmy Garoppolo. And then there'd be two more of these, but you only have 30 seconds. Oh, man, that is that is split second, though. You have made split second speed round bat like uh, so 30 seconds answer all three or for all three questions. The 30 for each answer you get right. We knock off a key. All right. So nine questions. Get all nine right. Guess what you get the car automatically. Yep. So does this mean you're going one and done or are you doing returning champs? Returning champions up to five days. If you fail on the car, you come back, we knock off the key. All righty. Becomes uh, one set of... So it becomes then nine keys, then eight keys, then seven keys, leading into the final day where it's and six keys. Six. Yep. Which... However, if you get... You stay on for a maximum of five days, no matter what. However, if you win the car... We replace it with something. Okay, so you stay on until you lose. You stay on until you win five days. Ooh. Or you so lose. it's Hollywood Squares rules then, too. Yep. H2 rules, I should say. Not Hollywood Squares, like H2 mm -hmm. rules, which was five-day limit. I have to throw off the top of the thing. It was a car, 25,000, I think. 25,000, trip around the world, 50,000. And even though nobody got to it in the fifth season, $100,000 was going to be the price so combined that was like over a quarter million dollars that yep. that rings the that rings the jordan bell when you say quarter million dollars <laughs> now for this version it would be car twenty five thousand, fifty thousand, luxury car luxury car so we're talking uh uh i was gonna say cadillac right we're talking dodge viper okay, we're go no we're going so you're going like high sedan we're going Golden Road. Golden Road, six almost six figures. Yeah. So this is the uh 
So this is the you can expect maybe a Tesla or uh... right, like a Tesla three. Oh gee, you know, because now that becomes like the because now you realize like well if they're there for the fourth game, they've already won. They're really smart. You're seeing a Tesla on the line here, and in the fifth game, a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> so no trip around the world. <laughs> No, because uh, Singleton prizes, dude. Okay. <laughs> and of course, it, because it is a five-day game, you're assuming mm-hmm. syndicated uh, daytime. Pair it up with. Yep. Pair it up with all your favorite game shows. Join the the friends and family. Judge Judy's over. We need to fill it in with something. Also, I would say that Singleton prizes uh, round one be anywhere between three hundred to eight hundred, and second prize would be a nice. Uh, Shopper special style trip. Okay, that's why you're saying no. Like, hey, you know, you probably see. Well, I was just going for like the straight up cash. You know, that's also something you can always try to fight for. Just have the cash jackpot when the jackpot the game in. Um, mm-hmm. I went with car because that's how it was always. Uh, so mm-hmm. might as well stick. And I would also talk with other dealers no, for the first level car. It'd be around fifteen to twenty five. Yeah, like we're gonna go with the uh, the classic of. Ford Mustang, the classic uh, Toyota Yaris. Ford Edge. The Edge. Uh, Nissan Leaf. I gotta mm-hmm. now think of like cars I saw in Let's Make a Deal the last couple of weeks. I was thinking like a Sh- Chevy Sonic. Okay. That's actually a, bit, a, little, uh, that's a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, you know, like nineteen to $25,000. Yeah, the, the, uh, you know, actually, I'll call it showcase car. A showcase car. Yeah. Because there's cars that are like in the main game. Then there's the showcase car. Showcase mm-hmm. car is that car, like a Mitsubishi Mirage. Because usually ga- the the like a let's make a deal car or the if you play any number on the prices right, it's typically like a seventeen, eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand dollar car, and it's typically supposed to be mm-hmm. not standard manual, but it's supposed to be like if you're a say like a high school student, college student, and this is like a new car. Well, this is your new car. Like this is a fresh new car. It's it's a medium value. It's fine. But when you get to that showcase, you have to go baller out. And that is, you got to go in your mid 22s, 23s, 24s. Yep. And that would be the level of car. And no matter what, they keep money. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, if you fail to get the car, then you just fail to get the car. I thought about toying with the deal with like a nominal cash amount, like $250 for each key you knock off. Let's go. Uh, it was like, which would have been about. I would probably just go up two hundred dollars for each key you knock off. I was going like, what was the solo amount in round t- in your version? Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Hey, yeah, do two hundred. Then we'll go two hundred. Because you're going through about. Because then if you go all the way but bust, because it's a fifty-fifty gamble. So we'll assume mm-hmm. eight. That's sixteen hundred bucks. So we could assume that's basically around the value of the winner of split second. Yeah, the front game would get around sixteen hundred dollars. Like, uh, if I was to compare it to the eighties uh, version, be like roughly double what they would get. So, or two and a half times what they would get. Like, if you're a really good player, you could walk away for around fifteen hundred bucks. Which is what we're, we're going game. with. We have to go with that upper thousand, two thousand. Especially if it's a syndicated, because mm-hmm. I've got to think things like celebrity name game. I got to think of actually not think about it. Even like funny, you should ask. Even on like a good day, they give away like twelve hundred bucks. So, yep. Like, like that's not that bad <laughs> for what is a frantic, uh, fast-paced quiz show. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some other takeaways we can get off Split Second here? Because uh, takeaways that we get from Split Second. 
sometimes uh, a really awesome front game can carry a bad end game. It, that's a good way to look. I like the dibs format of this. In fact, it's like basically getting dibs. Yep. Works. I think the. I mean, I'm I'm partially the marquee format. You want a key. <laughs> you want like a throwback to Kennedy with the keys. And plus, I just miss Hollywood Squares, the season five and season six. Well, it's okay though. If you watch Nashville Bergeron. Squares, there is this fun new end game where they get a key at the key. Uh, is a one in nine chance. Screw you. <laughs> Bob Saget's there and have great viral moments like watermelons. Who doesn't want to see that on their television? So uh, question: Is this a uncensored? It is podcast? an uncensored podcast. Then I want to quote his line from a half baked. What do you do to get this job? Suck dick, suck dick for coke off of an executive's dick. That's. <laughs> I seen him. It's Saget. <laughs> that is the Saget I kind of now know more than America's Funniest Home Videos and Full House Dad. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to one versus one hundred after dark, uh, <laughs> bringing that show back. Uh, so I guess that's about it with splits. I just want, if anything, I want to live in that split second, set. <laughs> that, that weird cloudy yep. window gr- greenhouse. Also, some really good theme music on both versions. Oh man, one's like a like a speed rush kind of song, like a. And in split second, the other one. <laughs> and then with split second in uh, the modern version, the I guess it's almost eighties. It's it plays more yeah. like a uh, laid back, like a uh, casual, like you're watching a screensaver. <laughs> also, they had questions, yep. play along questions. Yep. Play. Which is edited out of the buzzer reruns. What? I am outraged. I am upset now. They got rid of what amounts to be 20 seconds of added. Why would they get rid of it, though? Just time or? Yeah, time. But I think what's happening with buzzer is they're finally realizing that they can't have shows in their entirety anymore. You have to edit something out in order to keep costs. And is that why, like, sometimes a lot of we their Prister push- Luck rerun, it goes straight to the spin round, even though there is that iconic twist or turn and the light bulbs going? No, uh, they sometimes they did that, but naturally. Okay, because usually, like, there are episodes once, you know, you just hear that do, 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 do. Welcome back to round two. Yeah, but in some instances where the game would go long. All right, Cindy, you have four spins. Press your luck. Yep. And I will say that, uh, trying to remember, there are episodes of USA that did the same thing. That's why you normally get this program as edited for broadcast. Not affecting the final outcome of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I realized something here. But Game TV in Canada, they still are split, split second, second and they keep it's the questions. because it's Canadian in the value of their dollar. And I just realized yep. something here. This is something I haven't really brought up yet. There is no way to end this game in a tie. Impossible for this game in a tie. You can have ties in the score. You can have the everyone has like a five hundred bucks, and then they have everyone have to be four answers. But even then, uh, one single buzzer can, can you can win it exactly. So it, there's no possibility to predict the winner. There has been come from behind victories we have seen. Uh, that I think that is something that should also be seen. 
This is a way to do a catch-up round without necessarily putting 8,000 points into one question. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a lot of modern game shows, when they do a format, like to make a catch-up round and make the first two rounds meaningless, even though it's a single double round. It's it's something that actually adds some sort of... It's, it's relevant. It's now a point. And I think that is something that a lot of modern game shows need to think about nowadays. If you're going to do a catch-up round, do you really want to do, like, triple the points or five times the points? Or... Do you want to do something like this where it's, well, you have a slight advantage, but it's still anybody's game? That's the way it would work. And finally, if you're doing a reboot of Split Second, fortunately, you can't really do Monty Hall. You can't really do Tom Kennedy. Who would you pick? Okay. This is the final question. What would I... Who would you host the revival of Split Second? Ooh. I mean, somebody that is a good question reader, someone who is a good traffic cop, and can master everything. About Greg Grumberg. No, I'm kidding. No, he is the first. <laughs> Knew I would get that out of you. I mean, Meredith Vieira got okay. one. Yeah, but I don't want to get anybody who's currently working. Okay. Working in game shows, that is, I'll say. <laughs> now you want to think of famous Canadians? Is that the idea? or Victor Lucas doing anything? No. He's uh, reviewing Suicide Squad, too, or... He's usually doing Marvel movies and Disney movies. and. By the way, go check out Birds of Prey. It's actually pretty good. My favorite character is Black Canary. Uh, right there, by the way. Uh, I'm right there with you with uh, Black Canary. I want to... Yeah, wait, wait, wait. There you go. Uh, how about... No, Higgins wouldn't work. No, Higgins would work, but he's got America Says. Uh, now, you're going to go to the GSN uh, vault of, do you recognize Richard Karn? Todd Newton? I would go Todd Newton. Todd Newton will work. He has familiar Todd questions. Todd Newton's kind of the placeholder. Um, dude, that's the only thing I didn't write about. Is who would you have host the reboot? I was, uh, let's see. I w- you know what? It's really tough because it's like, if we're doing American version, are we going with a Canadian host? Or... Because I was thinking of uh, that Sean Majumder that I saw in the Search for Canada's Game Shows. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, it's funny he was on Uh-Oh. But he also has his distinguished neck for being a game show host, too, and reading yeah. questions uh, that I think, like, okay, the smartest person in Canada fits. That works. Uh, but if we're doing an American version and we're doing syndicated... I would be thinking um, someone who has to talk very fast, typically. I have to think someone who is like a speedy personality. And that's why I'm saying congratulations to The Flash's Grant Gustin from <laughs> CW's The Flash. <laughs> you get to host a game show. Didn't that get canceled recently? Uh, the end of the arrow. So congratulations to... Uh, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell from The Bullet Club. You get to... Uh, is that even canon? Is he really in the Bullet Club or is that Vigilante Club? Just like, I'm going to have to talk to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor. Or you just uh, message the Young Bucks or Cody. Uh, hey, Cody. First of all, big fan. Loved Revolution. Second of all. What the f- hell was going on through your mind when you got that tattoo? Oh, <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by Inkbox. Inkbox. Temporary tattoos. Two-week trials is how it lasts. Before you decide to go permanent, maybe give Inkbox a try. Inkbox. Podcast listeners can get 20% off their first purchase by using promo code... I don't know. I don't have a promo code. Uh, I suppose. I suppose at checkout. 
Uh, but oh, geez, that was just. But man, that tag match! Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Oh, yep. great! That was a fan, and I was there, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, that room lit up. <laughs> yep, and we were all dead afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's still enough to say "fuck you, MJ." No, we were cheering for MJF. No, don't cheer for him. No, no. Did you have to buy his forty dollars? My friend Jamie loves him. I can't afford a real scarf. Scarf. Jamie bought one. Yep. <laughs> This was all during C2E2, so this was like, uh, I wonder, like, how many people was the overlap between going to C2E2 and Rev? I have to say there was probably a huge chunk. Pretty high. Um, they were giving away posters. All right. <laughs> um, comic designed posters that you could also get signed at C2E2. Okay, that, that's, whoever's working that event doesn't have, like, a pulse of pop culture, at least. Um, the thing was, if C2E2 wasn't happening and they didn't get eight. W board, I doubt Revolution takes place at Chicago. Because nearby Winchester Arena was where the hotel that was doing C2E2. So it's just like a, a good uh, crossover? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, This is uh, what a lot of people don't realize about pro wrestling. Uh, there's different styles of pro wrestling for everybody. Um, Southern style of pro wrestling, um, they like that specific style of wrestling. They won't enjoy like the wwe style or the aew style of pro wrestling yeah they would go for more of a they would go for if they were doing southern style i mean cody's storyline is very southern but Mm -hmm. uh like a southern wrestling style i would say that's more nwa power but uh, and to be frank uh i enjoy nwa power it's it's they 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 got rid of a certain personality uh and you know what the wrestling's still there and the, that in-studio environment still a breath of fresh air. But that's mm-hmm. one, that's the fun of pro wrestling, I think. Especially indie promotions these days. I've been watching some Defy, so... you're Oh, and by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> the new hotbed of pro wrestling. Defy. Screw Atlanta. Screw LA. Screw Philly. Screw Chicago. Like, if it's not Defy, it's Hood Slam. Because those two are just... Because one's just bizarre, and it's just like that mm-hmm. level of like it's as carny, but in a fun way. And Defy is mm-hmm. that like acrobatic, I would say cruiserweight, because people always say like cruiserweight style, because flippy flops and exposing the business kind of thing, which is my favorite style, that acrobatic style. Yep. By the way, Defy without a cause, which by the way is the home of Darby Allen and Aubrey Edwards. And I'm gonna say I, I'm a. Darby Allen, Mark. I love when Darby skateboards. I love that spot uh, with, with Sammy Guevara with the skateboard broken in half. Mm-hmm. The, the Spanish sex god. Drink it in, baby. The, the gurning idiot. I know you haven't heard, heard it yet, but we did recently record the downfall episode. So the downfall episode? The downfall episode. Uh, that's coming up in a few weeks. The second worst thing Chris Jericho ever did. Uh, Robot Fighting League? No. The alluding uh, the AEW belt at the Texas Roadhouse. Nope. Uh, inviting one of the Trump family members to his podcast to have a conversation that kind of backfired slightly. Yes. There you go. Well, Cindy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash gameshowgumbo or gameshowgumbo.com. On Twitter, at gameshowgumbo. On uh, Facebook, still gameshowgarbage. Well, it's a work in progress. Uh, Cindy, thank you so much for stopping by, and we'll be back with more game shows in a split second. I suppose. 
Thanks again to Cindy for stopping by. You can check out Game Show Gumbo over at patreon.com slash gameshowgumbo. Sometimes I stop by in the Game Show Gumbo cast to uh, offer my thoughts. Uh, Split Second, what a fantastic game show. It's one of those game shows I always quickly forget about because I always get confused with things like Three on the Match. And then when you rewatch it, you go, oh, this is actually very smart. And that's what I think I enjoy about Split Second. doesn't matter if it's this weird uh, vaporwave style. Uh, I call it like a, like a, like a greenhouse set or, or the original with the classic orange carpet. It's such a fun game show to watch and to play along with. And I do recommend you give it a watch. Now, will this ever be revived? I don't know. But rewatching it, buzzer, somebody, please put it on. Put more split second on. I need my split second fix. Uh, but now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game from The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. <laughs> Freeze frame. Sorry, I I don't think I even know how to do freeze frame off the top of my head. Anyway, freeze frame. Premier date, February 22nd, 1995, 3 d Penale date, Barker Air, June 13th, 2007, 4033K. Premier day Drew Carrier is December 24th, 2007, 4171K. Freeze Frame is a game played for a prize that's less than $10,000. Oh, okay. The game board features a ring of eight tiles, each of which is a two-digit number. A frame encloses two of the titles at the top of the ring, which form a four-digit prize. For the game, the ring incrementally rotates one tile clockwise each time stopping so that a different price appears in the frame. In keeping with the title of the game, this is usually accompanied with a camera click sound. Clink! Clink! Effect. To win the prize, the contestant must pull a lever to stop the ring from moving while the correct price of the prize is shown in the frame. There are eight possible price combinations in this game, but as with many other pricing games, usually two or three of them are realistic price for the prize being offered, which narrows the selection down. While the reveal is by magic, the reveal has malfunctioned three times on April 6th, 1995, April 11th, 1995, December 25th, 1997. Former producer Roger Dobb came by of both instances to fix the problem, and the reveal was handled manually. Uh, the one from April 11th, 1995 was one. Freeze Frame is the last pricing game to offer a four-digit car. A Ford Aspire worth $9,630 was offered on January 24th, 1996, but it was lost. Freeze Frame never offered a five-digit car. Most number of times was played in a season was 33. On March 25th, 2016, College Rivals 6,284 seated was offered and it was one uh, to Peter from Texas while Kelsey got denied. I hate, fuck, folks, I hate College Rivals Week. Can I, can I just bring that up every time we do this segment? It's the worst gimmick and I hate how we have to bring that up. 
Uh, usually, the game was concealed by the giant price tag, but there were occasions where it was not in the Barker era, even a few occasions where the game was revealed before the prize. On February 21st, 2018, the price of the game was revealed behind door two while door uh, while Drew and contestant uh, were standing in front of contestant's row, and the camera pulled away from door two to reveal the game at a place where we play behind the giant price tag. I like this game. <clears throat> I actually enjoy this game a lot because it's... Uh, has a nice moving mechanic that reminds me a bit of Magic Number. Uh, the eight possibilities is fun because it acts like somewhat of a puzzle. It never goes reverse order. It always goes regular order. And what I enjoy a lot sometimes on the show, and this is a guilty pleasure uh, of The Price is Right when it comes to freeze frame. I know a lot of people don't really say this, but what I like about it is when I do the ching chink, ching chink, ching chink, jing chink, uh, and then... You hear the audience go, yeah, no, 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 click, 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 click. And it's just that yes, yes, no, 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 yes. And then sometimes it's like a game of chicken and sometimes they take too long before everyone says, pull the lever. Like it's this one. It's this one. It's 7,000 something, something. And then they're like, oh, it is. Uh and then they like hesitate and it suddenly is already at the $2,000 one or a $4,000 one. And then they have to wait. And it's such an irritating wait. And it's just, oh, now they have to wait for another like seven seconds. And it's just like the longest seven seconds in their world. Andrew's just laughing right at them and then pull the lever and then they reveal it. I love it. Um, it's one of those fun games. What I like is the mix of maximums and minimums. Usually, at least from what I can gather, it follows a rule of big number, little number, big number, little number, big number, little number. So it's kind of like 12, 83, 22, 96, 31. And just it kind of flows into that. There's not really a lot of middle numbers. There's not a lot of 40s, 50s, 60s, unless it's a 4000 5000 or $6,000 prize. Wink, wink. Um, but uh, that's why I enjoy about this uh, game. Uh, Freeze Frame is one of those great uh, small prize games. Not everything has to be for a car. Freeze Frame is just kind of like a fun little camera-themed game. Uh, if anything, maybe they should try and market it like a selfie kind of game considering how no one really uses film anymore just throwing out there i like the game but maybe change the the style a bit just slightly next time on a pricing game spotlight we're going on a split decision
Okay, folks, welcome to our second segment here on Game Shows, I suppose. We're going to have a fun little bit here. Uh, we have brought on uh, Travis back f- from, uh, from, I guess, January for a hot news segment here. Uh, he helped create uh, part of the Game Show fandom community. This is Desert Island Game Shows. So, Jordan Hassenpfeffer, congratulations. <laughs> the year is 2039. We have finally defeated COVID-19. <laughs> AI is winning all of the game shows. Uh, only Connect, Jeopardy, and Schlagd and Rob are all played by robots. Uh, that was my watch. Excuse me. On the upside, uh, bionic uh, limbs and organs are working, so I have full vision. So, you know, I call that up. No, just kidding. It's April 3rd, and I need a haircut like you would not believe it and we decided paper is the new global currency like stephen king you are not far off with the running man you got got kind of the governmental situation wrong but yeah toilet paper has now become the currency so anyway i was thinking as we are all kind of stuck in place if you know we're not essential that what game shows would I watch if I were stuck in a place and rescue was not imminent? And uh, I reached out to a couple of my friends to kind of see if if I had the right ideas. And we matched on some things, didn't match on others. I reached out to Jordan because, you know, he always likes to have me on because we're a similar mind and similar temperament. Uh, so <laughs> we each wrote down... Uh, 10 items, and we had honorable mentions, uh, so we're going to spend most of the time kind of discussing why we like what we like, like what it means to us, and some of our favorite memories of our favorite game shows. So, Jordan, if you want to kind of tell them the situation that we sort of agreed to, we can get underway. So here's the parameters here. Imagine this is it. So you're stuck on an island here. So you, you can't leave the island. You can get there. Food is okay. Food will be fine. Uh, consistent delivery through the means of delivery apps. So you're fine. Amazon still killing it in 2039. Drone service is, is doing it. The so Pizza Hut delivery drone yeah. finally existed. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and, if you and pick- we got a TV. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's all I need. If you pick a game show, you get every episode of that game show. Doesn't matter if it's American. If there was a version that's spun off in the UK, Australia, Japan, you name it, you get it. If you pick a current game show, if there is a new episode next week, you'll get that episode. If you pick an old game show, like a Password, and for some bizarre reason, they rebooted Password in like 2020. 14 you will 2024 not 2014 we're million dollar password i don't know uh you will get the rebooted version of password as a surprise imagine a tivo crossed with the bag of holding from dungeons and dragons that you get every episode that ever existed in you know pristine broadcast quality not like a vhs dub and commercial free so you get 10 shows like that and an 11th channel 
that has your honorable mentions. You don't get to pick and choose that. You just kind of get whatever comes up when it does. And so that's how we kind of uh, arrived at our choices. And I have to admit that after, you know, a lot of them were pretty easy. There are some that are just cast iron. They have to be there. But I had a lot of shows and I had two slots. It was like, oh, one show is going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to really miss that. But that, you know, I, we have the, the honorable mention. So it's, I did it's that fine. with the game show top five for my favorite game shows of the year. Yeah. And it's like you, you get to oh, that yeah? point where it's like, oh, man, card sharks are press your luck. Which one? Which one? Oh, no. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that, you know, as a kid, it, I would be crushed when a show was canceled because, you know, you'd never know if you'd see that again. And chances were that a game show is going to be replaced by something not a game show. And if, you know, today you can basically get any episode you want of, you know, of a lot of different shows or at least enough to enjoy it and so it's so big it's shout a really tape good. trades uh shout outs to tape traders shout outs to almost like the yeah. game show world's kind of now become this big symbiote where it's like oh you want first and last okay here you go and then some for some reason you have like some obscure australian game show and you put that up and it's like sure yeah i mean that it, it was a nice little economy when you know this was before dvds became a thing and obviously before youtube youtube pretty well wiped that out and everybody just uploads their things to you know their favorite uh online holding account and then people watch and enjoy but yeah we would shuttle that not me i didn't do it as much but would just shuttle tapes around and make dubs and so not anymore now you can just say I would like to watch, you know, uh, Millionaire from 1999, and I go get it. Spoiler alert, that's in there somewhere. Pride of place. So, yeah, tuck in. So, I, I, already got, I got my right. list going here. Where do you want to start? You want to start with honorable mentions or just want to go with, like, bow, back? Uh, I think we should do – I will name one, kind of name the things that were adjacent, and if you had it, you could also say so. Okay. All right. So uh, these are not ranked. I, I did say it's not a thing that the show I name first comes first. It's just that's how we did it. Uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy has to be on my Desert Island TiVo. There's just no question. It absolutely is. That's my number one. I put that as my – I didn't rank it, but I said that was my first on the list because mm-hmm. that is – a show that will consistently update and every year is something new. And if this bizarre world where I don't get the news <laughs> shows up when I get game shows, Jeopardy uh, updates consistently that it's like, I would eventually know like, oh, he's our president or, oh, that's what's going on in that country that I won't feel left out. <laughs> uh, so Jeopardy essentially invented the idea of people sit down and answer questions. It really wasn't a thing 
that you had before that, as far as I know. Somebody might sharpshoot me on that and go ahead. But you basically you have Sale of the Century, Split Second, Challengers, Big Showdown, Three on a Match, Blockbusters, Blockbusters is two versus one. So basically Jeopardy wets that whistle of all those shows where people are just playing straight trivia. And it's just a good way to keep the mind going and keep keep abreast of what is going on in the world that I have no longer been part of. And it's also, I always like to say this when it comes to Jeopardy. I know it's we I've done that like long ago and we gotta get another guest episode for that. Jeopardy is the ambassador for game shows. It doesn't matter who you are, people love Jeopardy, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a pop culture expert, a librarian, it like it for some reason appeals to everybody in one form or another based on the category selection or the way they wager that it works. And I think that's also appeal for Jeopardy. I think it has for a show that would pull in ten million dollars, it never felt really cool or in vogue to say that you watched Jeopardy. It never had been among my friends outside of my game show circle. But I think that once the uh, the uh, five-time champions are retire undefeated and you would get people winning 10 or 15 or 30 games, that people would get pulled into it and be reminded that Jeopardy still exists. And I think that no matter what, Jeopardy will exist in some form uh, for the foreseeable future, no matter what. And so it has a spot on my TiVo. That is, that is the first one. Let me tell you what I put on one of my list I don't think you had. Sure, go ahead. I put The Amazing Race as one of them. So I... to. I, I looked at yours and I didn't want to tip my hand or anything on that. I didn't do reality, but I, I enjoy Amazing Race. I wish they would do more of it. I understand why they can't. It's um, but it's it's fun. <laughs> but I put that in the uh, oh, span they got of whatever. Because I say it's I a hope... game show. Because I believe it's a game show. But I also say if I'm stuck on an island. People, yeah, there are certainly people playing a game and trying to complete a task for a million bucks. I, I call that the kind of the competitive reality. So I would at least say game show adjacent. And I would say that is a good choice because it has been around for 20 years. Now. Yeah. And if I am stuck on an island, I don't want to just be stuck and be like, oh, gloomy. Like, all I've seen is game shows. I'm not seeing the world. At right. least when I see Amazing Race, the appeal... Uh, is the amazing race. It's that every episode's a different country, a different city, different facts that you feel like you're with the contestants when they do these little challenges. That if I'm stuck on an island uh, eating Pizza Hut drone pizza, <laughs> watching game shows, I would feel like at least I can like take my mind off being stuck on an island. And at the sure. same time, yeah. see like a fun competition show. I think I would get gloomy at knowing there was an entire world being explored and that I was not part of that. 
but I will concede the point that it is an excellent show and worthy of inclusion. My second element kind of got a bit of a shot in the arm this last month, and it's concentration. Oh, the NARS version went up on Buzzer recently. And they got clapped. Who thought... I, I think everybody in our group basically assumed concentration was just a dead duck and never going to be seen again, except for those bootlegs. Uh, it's just fun. I enjoy watching people winning stuff. I want to keep my memory sharp. You know, as an adult, I'm better at the rebus element. Uh, this also includes a 14 year stretch on NBC, which had been the longest game show running uh, until, well, until The Price is Right uh, beat that in 1987. Because you get a big so, collection if you pick Concentration. You get NARS. That's a, you get the original it's a classic lot. Concentration. <laughs> yep, that was a few years. So if you want to see Alex Trebek kind of being a little more loose. Suzuki on, Samurai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Hi. Or you can see the NARS, which is my favorite host of Concentration, because that is the most laid-back host I've ever seen for a game show. (laughs) I was going to make a joke about the the Yugo GV (laughs) on the cardboard. Please match that. Please match. Yes, get that out of the way. Uh, And part of my thing is that it's all fun. I want to enjoy my time and... It, it's a good thinky game. Uh, what was another one of yours that you don't think we matched? Because it's a reality show, Big Brother. Now, okay, I have to admit, I, for many years, I enjoyed Big Brother because it's a long, slow burn political game where their politics doesn't affect the outside world. But about five years ago, I realized that these are all 20 and 30 somethings yes. who were able to get three months off for, to put a pause on their lives. Like I don't really want any of all y'all to win. So, eh. but I put into consideration because you said any, any version. So if I put big brother, yes, I get the American format version. So for me, I'll just, flip to the challenges and the voting and now be able to speed through. But yep. I get the UK version. I get Australia. I get any new version. And because it's Big Brother, that means I get the 24-7 feed. So if I'm ever really oh. bored, I get to flip and then see like a discussion going on in the house. Oh, and you're so smart. I didn't even think of that. So I don't know if you knew this. There is a fun fact that Germany's version of Big Brother is currently going on. Yes, they had the COVID-19 special. <laughs> everybody's crying. You are literally quarantined in a house. Nothing bad will happen to you until you are kicked out and have to drive to the jury villa. It's like, <laughs> yes. no. No, no, they're, they're, they do the audience Seven vote. They do the audience vote, so they're fine. It's just if the audience doesn't oh, like no, that's right. your we, stuff. We are the, we are the ones that... That was so weird because I watched that first U.S. version and it just had all the excitement of a wet sponge. It's like, what are we doing? The, all the interesting people get voted out yeah. early. <laughs> Dr. Drew Pinsky is brought on for psychological <laughs> counseling. Keyword, big brother. <laughs> oh, and to the amazing race that basically making it 
indoor survivor totally changed it to where it became a guilty pleasure and it's still going 20 20 uh, yeah, 20 Big years later US and the chen bot just first did, reality yeah. show it's baby's first reality show if you don't it's the yep. game show to reality mm-hmm. comp uh connection because <clears throat> if you just assume it's basically the big brother house is the giant green room and the outdoor is just the set with the games then everything makes yep. sense that's true also i worked um, on that show so i am biased so <laughs> When? When did you? I, I how did you held on? I worked four years ago how? in a think tank for competitions, so I know oh, the competition team very well. I know directors. I know everyone who works on that show. That was literally my dream job was a challenge director for something like The Mole or Survivor. Oh, that's awesome! Did, I had no way, idea. Best job. It is seriously. I'm not kidding. Holy one of the crap. best jobs, and it was one of those like, oh man, I wish I could work here for longer than a week, but I had mm. to go, and it wasn't like I was did a sucky job, but it was such a blast. <laughs> and, cool. and by the way, you can give them the nuttiest ideas out there, and they're like, yeah, that actually does make sense. Yeah. If you want so, to come up with a twist idea. They're all, like anything. It was perfect. It was like the best job. <laughs> I, I would watch that. If, if you had to. Uh, so Millionaire actually begat a version of Million Dollar Pyramid where it would hey, double, double, double all the way. And if you blew it at any time, you want your prize was a thousand dollars a point for what you won in the main game. Oh, like, yeah, you didn't win $500,000, but here's 19000 Um So, yeah, Millionaire gave us Greed 21, Paranoia, uh, some less awesome game shows as well, and one that is in my, uh, my alternate list. There are just too many wonderful moments. Like night three, where a contestant spends three lifelines to answer what is the name for the basket that fishermen use to catch newly caught fish. And he goes, ask the audience, and he goes 50-50, and he calls his dad, and his dad gives an answer, and David says, I don't think that's right. And that moment where... He wins $32,000 was just like, this is it. This is the show for me. I am all in completely. And there was a time for several years where I would grab the Daily Millionaire, which I think by that point had Chris Harrison. I would get a $25,000 pyramid repeat from Game Show Network and Jeopardy and that was basically my seven o'clock hour. Yeah, I mean, Abs- there's not a lot of yeah, questions on Harrison Millionaire, though. But given like the it, Clark's, but you could it, think of this with Millionaire because you picked Millionaire, right? I what did what was your question? Because you picked Millionaire, right? That means yeah, you get yeah, every version. So you get the Tarrant version, Clarkson version, oh, oh, Eddie McGuire yeah. version. You Eddie get the McGuire. Indian version, oh. inspiration behind Slumdog Millionaire. That's right. The uh, you get the Japanese version with the guy who does that complete stone face and then screams right. You have dishonored your family. Please leave now. But no, all right, fastest figure. 
<laughs> what? I apologize. Racism bad. Please don't write letters. Once again, Japan, that's Travis available at Travis. As me. No. Um, oh, if anything, I'm going to get the angry comments. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> no. fight that racist? And I'm like, because he's. I kid, I kid because I love and voices are funny. But I think you basically. Go watch have UHF. A sh- Red herring. Oh, the red snapper, very tasty. There actually had been a couple of uh, primetime game shows that had brief summer runs in the 90s before, but Millionaire really, one, saved ABC from being a perennial doormat and invented a whole new game format where people weren't really playing against each other but playing against the question writer's room it's the beat the house it's a beat the house game show what if the bonus round was the game show right so i did i did say greed is that greed and 21 each greed lasted a year so they did something right 21 could have been good if they had made different choices but sometimes you just have to go with the just the base model of what's good i just i i, I, I did i wrote a version for 21 i mean i said like if i was to reboot 21 i know what i would oh. be doing Oh, um, I do. I have a plug. I didn't mention that I wanted to kind of mention some people. Um, Brian Henniger, who you had on for Mastermind recently, yes. uh, who is the first contestant to put a game show host on the injured reserve during the uh, contestant introductions. Go watch that. There's a gif of him absolutely just high-fiving Chris Harrison into next week. It's great. Uh, Brian runs a kind of simulation Skype millionaire. And we play it every two weeks for about 10 weeks. It's the difficulty is kind of between the primetime version and the syndicated version. So you stand half a chance. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, come play it. It feels really like you're actually staring down the question. Of course you don't get the money, but it's loads of fun. Um, Come find us. You know, I, put I in an application and come. You did. I played a okay, one. I played cool. Skype Million with Brian, and I got all the way to one hundred twenty-five thousand. Like I got oh. the quarter million dollar question. Went. I'm done. I'm. I don't know this. I played. For- and see, that's even the thing. Is like it would. It would be so easy to say, "Oh, well, it's you know, it's fake money. Who cares? I'm going to have a go." But, but when me, you're actually among, when you play among all your friends, and it's like no. I'm happy to win $250,000. That's what I would have done. I would have not bet all that money on a coin flip. So we're going to call it good. Uh, Millionaire absolutely is going to be on my Desert Island TiVo. All right. Now I'm in my list. I actually now have my list like one through seven. Like we're already going down at one Jeopardy, two Deal or No Deal, three Price is Mm -hmm. Right, four Big Brother, five Millionaire, Six, mm. The Amazing Race. Seven, Let's Make a Deal. I, I'm, I'm down to three. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I've got one, two. I've got three also. So I will defer to my humble host because I think that he's going to be very interested to hear what my choices are. All right. Well, two of them are British. Oh, no. I have four. I have four. I have four left. I'm well, sorry. Then you pick one of your four. Pick one of your four because I have three. Okay. So this is one because... 
I am an old soul at heart, and I'm going to miss sports. And I made an executive decision. American Gladiators qualifies as a game show. No, it's a game show. Illegal, to me, my, my definition of a game show, it legally is a game show. Oh, great. Uh, you know, for the boys in whatever class, that was kind of the cultural touchstone. And we would play... I'm, I'm already going back to memories in the front yard where we would run the assault course because I had all manner of Nerf weapons and my mom had actual tennis balls that had defuzzed. And so if you got hit, it would leave a mark, but not at 100 miles an hour. Uh, so American Gladiators means we also get the Arena Rock uh, Gladiators UK. Gladiator style with Seacrest. Yeah. Seacrest's first hosting. Oh, G Gladiators 2000. Well, you also get Global Gladiators. Oh, International Gladiators, where Wesley Berry just opens a can of whoop ass on the entire world. UK Gladiators 2. Oh, my God. Gladiators! Uh, uh, Do you have the heart of a champion? Or people, you know, significantly younger than me, I don't think it can be overstated that the idea of athletes being able to show their stuff on a game show was a thing. You would get the people who had kind of washed out of pro football or on the women's side, you would get heptathletes and gymnasts, but it was real competition the stakes were high. The injuries were horrifying. Um, and Malibu. I think he's, uh, I don't think he's still allowed to drive. He got concussed so hard in human cannonball. Bro, uh, just got the shades. <laughs> Mother nature. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. It's again, I go back to fun and kind of childhood memories. And it really embodied that kind of eighties to mid nineties just that kind of ethos and it's just fun you, you know what do you the do kogan version good oh. that's great oh mm. super well, happy there's a reboot because you know they always say we're going to reboot gladiators you know i i will be interested to hear about it when they get it right i i don't i don't understand how they took a property like that and just made an absolute poop burrito out of gladiators but they did so and i'm sad so now it's. i know turn. if i had it i know how i would run it i know what my I, gladiators would look like mm-hmm. it, it would look so it would have so that did you, si- vapor wave it would have that vapor wave style have that in that cyberpunk a little grid style you know everyone loves that vapor wave kind of cyberpunk grid style 80s throwback did you, did you know that the gladiator costumes were designed by the head costume designer for Star Trek Next Generation. I never knew that. That's a true fact. You could, and I think that also played a part of it, just having that look where everything kind of went together. So it's there. Uh, hit me with more of your cookie British stuff. All right. Well, the next three are one. One is one that I, I'm surprised we haven't brought up yet, but we'll say that I'll say that probably near the end. I got to put one of my all time favorite British game shows. I have to put the crystal maze. I I love the crystal maze. Adam Conover's version's fun. Richard Iwati's Okay. 
But you know what? For some reason, I always look back to the Crystal Maze. For some bizarre reason, that's always my go-to game show whenever I need something. Yeah, I got an episode of this. I mean, it kind of made its way across the Atlantic. And the first time I watched it, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I watching adults running around failing to navigate challenges and getting locked into rooms? And then I, you know, gave it another go. I was like, holy cow, this is magnificent. And again, it's that same kind of just campy fun where we don't take it too seriously. Everybody's having a day out. And, you know, it's a good time, even if you get locked in and, uh, spawning perhaps one of the greatest uh kind of b-level catchphrases in all of game show history will you start the fans please it's one of the best and like Uh to me that was the one game show where it sparked like in high school i wrote like a whole like 40 page dissertation for the crystal maze like if i made an american version this is what i would do now there's a Nickelodeon version, but eh. <laughs> you have to give them respect. I would have loved if they had made it a 90 minute version so you could play, a f- you know, more games in each zone. Uh, oh, I, I changed everything up. I I made the zones different because I kind of because I was like 40 page dissertation is, well, British zones were all based on British uh, television and films at the time. So the mm. Aztec Adventure Zone, the Medieval. So what's the American? If we did an American version, a wasteland, you would be picking. So that would be like in the industrials, like a wasteland kind of zone. You would have a wild, wild western zone instead of an Aztec. Yep, sure. And the space zone is the only one that would kind of stay uh, the same, but not called future. <laughs> yeah. I have to give tons of credit to Nickelodeon because I thought that is just going to be such a hard thing to pull off. And I realized that they basically went over to the UK version, got kind of Americans who were living there and, you know, took over the games for a week and made the episodes or however long, but it really worked. And parents, if you're looking for stuff that you can watch with your kids, Crystal Maze is is just it's good the the new version and Adam but find some host. old stuff that he really surprised me i hadn't known him from what he had done before but i i was impressed so i was you know full marks even though it was not a thing i chose and i think i am about to get a big heap of consternation from my host with my next choice uh, you ready jordan all right let's hear it Scrabble. 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 Joke. A callback. That's called a callback in the industry. Also, somebody should terminate Chuck Woolery's beard and his internet access. And, and I, you know, I'm... I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm for taking away people's guns, but for Chuck Woolery's sake, I think it's necessary. Oh, oh man. So this is, I did not put Wheel of Fortune. Scrabble, I think, aside from the million dollar chance of a lifetime from the mid 80s, the Hangman game was at its best with Scrabble, where you get the clue, you can learn it at night school, and then you would grab little tiles, dump them into your slot and get letters and the answer is jousting because it's a pun a letter of recommendation 
Diploma! It's oh, the Crosshair yeah. game you played all your life, but never quite like this. Oh, I I like it. It's it, it is absolutely one of those comfort food shows that I rediscovered when USA Network had a block of game shows. So if you were homesick or had an in-service day, I could just nerd out. And Scrabble was there, notwithstanding the host who was about as smooth as sandpaper. But he he let his uh, errors go, and he never took it too seriously. And uh, it, it's one of the one things that whenever we would do the throwdown, I would always want to play. And you I enjoyed it, it last so. year. And I'm not going to say you, you kicked ass in it, but you kicked ass in Scrabble. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of epic. It's okay. You can say. No, it's I got to play against somebody who was actually on the show as part of a teen week. And when my time was revealed, he kind of gave me the side eye. Really? It's like, okay. Uh, but it's, you know, we're, we're kind of figuring out how the throwdown is going to consist. We kind of caught, uh, caught a lucky break where nothing is going to happen this year at all. Uh, but if Scrabble for me is way. just, it's just yeah. To play these uh, games yep. in a contained you know, environment because exists. of quarantine. Uh, Discord is a thing, people. We can, uh, but it's it's just one of those things. Wheel of Fortune does not scratch the same itch. It's just become the same thing over and over. And I can only watch people, you know, going shopping and buying the gift, the ceramic Dalmatian and the gift certificate so many it's times. It's a prize so. puzzle. Got prize puzzle. Of course it is. It's round three. You, we've run out of ways to tell you you're going to the beach. So enjoy. Oh look, we're at season forty. Uh, you know what that means? Forty thousand dollars. Yeah, nope. forty grand. Yeah. Okay, I, I grabbed. I, I lied a little bit because I grabbed the last ten minutes of the show to be able to play the bonus round. Because when Pat says, "Oh, you really didn't have a chance at that," no, I solved it. I was good. The contestant was just dumb. Um, I picked. A I would word game. <laughs> I, I would not have known that they were in reruns had the envelope not opened to be $36,000 instead of thirty-seven. Just imagine it's, if they left it at 25000 Just imagine that. Yeah. $25,000 in 1987 money. is still good money. Uh, please, even though I have chosen Scrabble and lost my bona fides around here, please tell me what word game, game you uh, well, You picked something similar. Possible. Mine also has letter tiles. It's uh, the one and only countdown. Oh, okay, that's fair. I just the thing is, is that if I'm I'm already going to be mad on a desert island, and countdown just makes me angry. It's just like no, nope. <laughs> I can, I can do no parts of countdown, which is why they had me host host it last year. It's just like nope, my brain is not wired. I don't play Scrabble and. <laughs> But my I don't play the actual that. That's words with friends, Scrabble. It's like, okay, good. All y'all who enjoy Countdown, party it up. That's me. I'm the I'm the Countdown one. So it's like, okay, yeah, like thousands Holy of episodes. Crap. Yeah. I and they're all the 45 minutes. It's the same It's the same nine-letter words at the end, though, but I don't care. 
I can do the math and play some letter games and then get all those nice anecdotes from Dictionary Corner about how someone went to an Italian restaurant and they accidentally served a shrimp Alfredo and they turned out they were allergic to shrimp. It's almost like that, je- that awkward Jeopardy moment. And he died. Uh, so you well, know what's brilliant. Now it's time for a numbers game. <laughs> You know what's brilliant is you also pick up eight out of ten cats does countdown too. Yes, yeah, so you get your prime time affair. It's just, just oh, it's so horrendous and awful and funny. Um, I'm going to go another old school that has become new school game, which is card sharks, which also means. <laughs> See, we we almost. I have no rhythm. That's why it didn't work. You're um, white. We also. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> that's a South Park reference from season three. Yeah, we for the people. Um, so play your cards right from England. Yes, which is just uh, card sharks picks up kind of scratches the same itch as Family Feud and Match Game. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a kid is my mom would record the. Uh, syndicated version with bill rafferty instead Ah. of the cbs with bob eubanks and so i would get to watch that when i came home from school and so it's you know you get everybody knows a deck of cards everybody has opinions about human nature i don't know how many fifth grade boys have uh eaten dog food just to know what it (laughs) tastes like but i can at least fake it till i make it so i will say 38. That's what I'm saying. It's 38 well, I don't know graders. that many fifth graders, but I know a lot of people are curious. I think it's just a bit higher. And that's that's the thing that Power of 10 misfired on, is you have all these opinion questions, and you never, in the, in the early game, you never really talk to the two dueling contestants to get their opinions. So it's like, why are we bothering? You're just keying in a percentage. Uh, so card sharks, you get the one-two punch, you get the surveys and knowing what people think, and you also get the big money uh, moments and the high tension of a gamble, where even if you bet all of your money lower on a king, an ace might show up and just hose you completely. That's why I like so about the, the reboot with Joel McHale is that money cards. I think with the big cards, the big chips, like that sudden fact you're just adding like big money to the money cards just makes it that much exciting. And you're just seeing people with like six figures. Like they are in, they have a like hundred thousand dollars and now they have the option. They can walk away but if, or they take the big bet, but they must bet at least 50,000. Everyone's saying all in. Cause it's an ACE that has a whole yeah. new dynamic to the show. And you're like, this is like a new like framing of a game show because this is now like, no, you really could just walk away. Like, no, go, go leave. So, you know what was a new framing of a game show? Was Card Sharks 2001, a derp odyssey. You get that. You get Card Sharks 2001. (laughs) Clip chip. You get the iconic clip chip. Which lasted 13 weeks. I was home for Thanksgiving break in 2000. It might have been 2000 instead of 2001, which would have meant I was home because it aired at 2.30 in the afternoon on what became Seattle's UPN station. I think it's like, and I watched that show once. And it's like, cool. 
done with this. So you give me Jim Perry, you give me Bill Rafferty, I will take uh, Kent's own Joel McHale. I will take that. And you get to meet Tammy. That's all I remember from Card Tricks 2001. The amount of bus on that show, and all you hear is, go on and meet Tammy. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I... I am so disappointed with how that went, but it's bringing Bob back. Season again, two got picked up, so you're getting new episodes too. Don't forget good. that. Uh, but I think you know so much of my game show dumb here is in the '80s because I think the '80s really were the salad days where the money was as big as the hair. The games were tense and fun, and I loved it. And I know I didn't give much love to the British stuff, but I'm picking it up with Millionaire, Deal or No Deal, and uh, Card Sharks. And that's good enough for me. Are you, so how many are you have left on your list before recommendations? I have one before our honorable me- mentions, and we're at about 53 minutes in. All right, because I'm going to give my last one. So we okay. went to Jeopardy, Deal, Price, Big Brother, Millionaire, Amazing Race, Deal or No Deal, Let's Make a Deal. Family Feud is my last one. Oh, okay. I won Family Feud. I know. I mean, it's like 50,000 episodes on GSN and Buzzer. Of family Feud. But think every international format. That's the parameter. Every <laughs> international format. So you get Burt's Family Feud. I'm you get the, Family Fortune. I'm the one person who loved Burt's Family Feud. I loved that end game. With where the, it actually where made a difference. The, the money tree for every top answer you get. I love that. Yeah. See, uh, that's why we have the same labeling. It's like, I like that. I guess. Family uh, fortune. So you get Candace yep. Family Feud. And because it's every new episode, there's like at least 12 new Family years. Feuds a day right now yep. in, this, in this globe that we live in. 12 new episodes. As a matter of fact, it's America. It could be Latin America, Mexico. It could be anywhere. There was a new episode, I believe, in the South Africa today. Oh, that's right. I get right. all of that. I get everything. <laughs> I would be happy to get the CBS version from... 87 to i think 93 the ray combs era yeah for a minute was doing 90 minutes of feud a day for about a year and that's where i'm getting and think like america dawson combs anderson i think i think the nihon which we've lost all of our listeners from japan i think they have family feud too uh yeah, I, I did not do that. I went card sharks for that, but I can totally understand uh, where you're coming from on that. My thought process was just, I get everything. So I'm going to, if I'm going to make the, that was to me, besides Millionaire, the one that's like, I have to do it just so I can get as much as possible so I don't repeat myself. So you're going to get all kinds of, uh, you're going to know all the euphemisms for the, uh, I know every, ever know every penis Steve out there. Oh, you said you said it, not me. Good. Um, penis so Steve. My, oh, my last one, and then we're gonna have our kind of uh, lightning round is Double Dare from Nickelodeon. Damn it, that's what you should pick. To my island, silly boy. Uh, Double Dare, and again, kind of with Gladiators, everybody knew what Double Dare was. I was I was House Double Dare. Other people were House Fun House, I guess. Um, 
Mark Summers is the better host. The obstacle course is always exciting. It's interesting to watch the trajectory of how Double Dare goes from a show where they're literally on a shoestring budget in Philadelphia to this giant complex in Orlando. And it's like, how much money can we spend on jello pudding packs in a day? <laughs> And it's like even some of those awesome. original obstacles were still in, like even to the modern Liza format too. Oh, that's right. You, um, I know it. Yeah, I know a handful of people uh, who worked on that version. Whether it's you get, you get the of, good season one version and that amazing season two tournament style. Yes, that was the thing that happened, wasn't it? Uh, it's almost but, as if someone should have warned them not to do that. <laughs> I, it's one of those things where I, when I threw this out to my friend, you get all sorts of uh, double there. You get, uh, you get lots, so much. That's a lot of double there. That's a lot. And, uh, Australia did its own version of double there. England kind of did theirs, uh, but not quite. So we have come to the end of our desert Island games, but, we do have that 11th channel that can pull yeah. in random honorable mentions. Three random ones. So I'm going to, oh, I took five. F that. Oh, I took five. There on that right now. There you go. There you go. Good. That's your fourth. So why don't you uh, run down your honorable mentions and give kind of a little All quick. Right. Uh, only connect. Only connect because I want to have a quick okay. show. Uh, press your luck because yeah. That's the only one I didn't really like okay. have as a luck based one. Strike It Lucky, sure. the UK version, which includes Strike It Rich, but as I think that's one of my favorite luck based game shows as well. Double Dare, because oh, I did not know I could I'm put sorry. Double no, Dare. No, I'm going to do the No Bandit catchphrase. No Bandit oh. is banned. <laughs> and Card Sharks. Oh. Oh. And Card Sharks. Because once you brought up okay. Card Sharks, it's like, okay, I have the Card Sharks in there. So Double Dare and Card Sharks are added to my list, but Only Connect. Hey, we should talk about Only Connect. Oh, wait. We have a uh, pressure luck. I just I could not bear to do only connect just because it's just it's not a thing I would want to be doing on an island. But I'm I on an island and I have to figure out what five, eight, eleven, <laughs> and then realize oh wait it's a sequence round. The last number is this because if you put the numbers together, it spells out only. I think that was an episode of Lost you just described. <laughs> I think I remember that. And Maybe. Hurley was on uh, there, remember? First uh, <laughs> numbers, Hurley. Uh, speaking of that, uh, mine were winning lines, more for the UK version. So I did throw a, UK, a couple UK in there. Double Dare starring Alex Trebek. Right. Adore. Treasure Hunt. For your oh, luck-based God. mission, you have a fifth slot. Throw treasure now. Wait a minute, because I got two more. Go. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, go is another thing that I adore, and this was one See, that go I was is, kind of. Go is one that really is also like a divided in the game show fandom because of that one. Nobody word. is nobody is lukewarm on go. It's either you have the people who adore Go and want the Go bed sheets and the whole schmear, and the people just like, no, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Get it away from I'm me. On, I'm pro Go because of that theme song Go. and the, and the fact it's one word at a time. No, Connell got a raw deal, man. He did a couple of game show pilots, but he 
it's like he had been hosting game shows for years and you could just see it in the professionalism with how he got the beats of the game. And I think he kind of got hosed a little bit. Um, My last one was the battle with Double Dare and Carmen Sandiego and it's Quizbusters. (laughs) Quizbusters. Okay. I presume have we have not really talked about it, and it's off the air now, so there's no new episodes. Uh, Quizbusters, for the people who don't know, was a high school quiz bowl show aired on. I think it was. It came from the uh, Michigan State University from their PBS station. Uh, the host Matt. Is a friend of mine. Yeah, mad. He seems like he's all cool. around. <laughs> he, he's got his hands in everything. But, you know, you can go go to pbs.wkar.org. I think they still have a video of the last two seasons. And it looks as good as anything on national TV. And I want, I want to know that there are kids out there who value learning and who aren't just looking at screens all day and obsessed with celebrities that the world is going to be okay when I get back. And Quizbusters always kind of gave me that happy feeling. It's like life is good and it's going to be good for a while. You're just, it just it did like, say they were, you're just, they were honorable at, mention. It's, it's to me, yeah, that's her inspirational Show. You're picking that because you feel like, okay, that gives me a lot of hope. People will be at least somewhat. It's, it's such a, I mean, it's, it's good quality. Uh, so yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of desert Island games. Uh, oh, I had, I, I had a note here that I wanted to loop back on deal or no deal. A couple years ago, I put up a Facebook post with a screenshot of a game where there was a blue, like 20 bucks, 3,000 and 100,000, and the offer was 23,000. And everybody was divided on it. You had half were saying, oh, I would absolutely cash out at that point. And half of the people were saying, no, play on. You could win $100,000 from getting picked out of the audience. And that's one of the things that I love about game shows so much and why I love being part of a community that recognizes that it doesn't get the cachet that the sitcoms and the dramas do, but it's good fun. A good game show is as good as any other episode. And it's a lot, you know, I keep saying it, it's a lot of fun. It's comfort food. And sometimes you'll learn something too. See, I picked dealer noodle because I just put storytelling. Plus it's that what would you do? I like that you put yourself in that equation. You are, Oh, sure. I mean, Millionaire is basically that, except that the boxes are the answer choices. It's really not about the question so much as it is if your back's against the wall and you can win a million dollars on a coin flip, would you go for it? But but that's what makes it a no, dealer no deal production. No, I would not. Uh, and also, I think dealer no deal production is a very, very, like, it is a tightrope. That is a millionaire, not really a tightrope. As long as you keep the lights and the tension and the questions enough that you I, can get someone to spark, like, a backstory, like, oh, my girlfriend and I went to this country, and we know that because we found this. The answer is B. That sparks a conversation. Oh, right. Versus, yeah. But if you're a dealer no deal producer, 
uh, you need to make sure you know how to tell that story of the contestant. So that way it's like, right. oh, this is a nursing student. Uh, they have 80000 in debt. Uh, they work three jobs right now. And you, if you can capture it, and then you have the host go, here is $210,000. Suddenly now you're like, okay, I mean, walk away would definitely help all that out. But it's still like, but you have a one in million dollars. One in fourteen million, though. What do you want to do? Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that I think you can't overlook with game shows is that you know celebrities have all kinds of opportunities, whether it's making music or getting to be in movies. Most of us will never have that. With millionaire, if you could get on the phone play that dastardly phone game you were in with a shot you were in with a shot to sit in the ring of fire and a one in ten chance to win a million dollars that's real that is more real than keeping up with the kardashians or any number of the bravo shows that is on and I, I think that's one of the reasons that game shows should get pride of places. You have real people making real choices and living out the consequences. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, just like there's been a few hiccups, but we've been recording. Oh. So there's been a bit dips, but that's on my end. So, mm. folks, if you're listening at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say weeks. one more one more thing here. Uh, before we get going, because I think Jordan has a second half of the episode. Um, we are going to get through this. The reason that America is great is because ordinary people will do extraordinary things. Like my friend who is a lab technician or a first responder or the cashiers who are making sure that we can get our food or the truck drivers who bring everything you could ever hope to own except for your friends or your family. The people will make this work. We don't know when it's going to be done and it's going to be a suck fest for some amount of time. But we are going to get through this and we are going to laugh and go on with life. And I think it's important to know that. And I know it's kind of a serious way to end what has been a fun trip down memory lane. But I think it's worth repeating that as much fun as it is, there are serious times coming, but they'll come to a close. Well, you had oh, more. That, you had more. Uh... You had more of an impactful speech than, I would say, 98% of the politicians. Well, you know, see, that's the, what I hope we get out of this is that we don't need politicians to run things. We don't need celebrities to tell us what to do or you know, Do you want me to sing Imagine casters. for you? I'll sing Imagine. Please don't. Imagine. Don't. Please don't. Oh, but... <laughs> I, I think that it's important to have these little moments where we get together for an hour and just kind of geek out and enjoy each other's company. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I love chatting with a lot of people at game shows and love bringing back people to talk about game shows. Uh, it's just been a it's lot of fun. Good. It's pure. So I am ever so happy that we got to do this. 
I hope that you make this a regular feature with some of your other people because it's so fun to see how other people's brains work in terms of what kind of games they enjoy, what things did they forget, and would they slug in to honorable mention like Treasure Hunt or Double Dare, for example. I mean, like, uh, but it's not even how I would think because I didn't put things like the Genius Game. I didn't put Temptation. I didn't put like yeah, Sale of the Century. That's a hard. Oh, that would be the one thing that I think I would miss. But I have no regrets. Are you so. sure you wanted? You can you can get this golf clubs, and I'll give you five hundred bucks. All you need is to <gasps> just go back to second place. That's twenty points. Oh, go it's so once. hard. Oh, I don't know. What should I do? Go a thousand bucks. Going <gasps> once. Oh, that's even more money. Going oh, it's no attention. But oh. that's, that's what I love it. It's that you can take a dive, but you win something. I like that part of Zelda the Century. But that's also, because now look what happened. Now we just sparked into another conversation about game shows. That's what I love about this. Yep. It's the, it's the hard thing about it is you have hundreds and hundreds of game shows, and there will be new ones that will come. Thanks for reminding me. I'm going to be here for like decades. You're going to have. It will really be 2039, where we have, you know, walked across the singularity and looked into the matrix. And you know, there will have enough time to talk about uh, Game Show Network's throat and neck. We finally did it. Yes. And you know, Chris Hardwick will be in his. What does that come to? 22nd year hosting the wall or whatever. It's, they thought you know, the show was going to end. <laughs> it's back. Found more episodes. So, yes. Thank you so much because it's so fun to get to do this and share this with you. And I don't know if you guys, if you get many missives from your listeners, but I hope you do because it's, it's a fun thing. And it would be a shame for people to kind of forget what fun is all about and and on that note let's sing a song imagine all the people (laughs) you you sing and i'm gonna do the card sharks beat underneath that we'll see how that goes oh boy oh i think it's time oh i think it's time bye everybody (laughs) bye Ah, I hate that noise. That means we are out of time. I know. It always happens at this point. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another lengthy episode of Game Shows, I suppose. Uh, We went through a whole lot. We went through Quibi, Desert Island Game Shows, Split Second, uh, and we had a lot of fun along the way. Game Shows are very important, even in the middle of a quarantine. Please, Hold it out and uh, tell your friends about this show. We are on uh, Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. We're everywhere, pretty much. Uh, get the word out. If you have a friend who loves game shows, let them know. Um, if they don't know game shows and they see a two-hour-long uh, thing, just tell them, eh, just skip to, like, 20 minutes in. Right? <laughs> so that's how it goes, right? Uh, so thank you ne- so much for tuning in. I am on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jordan Haas, so you can listen to other episodes at jordanhaas.com slash podcast. You can say hello to me on Twitter, twitter.com slash jordhaas, J-O-R-D-H-A, facebook.com slash gameshowspodcast, and hey, let me know. I have a Discord. Let me know. 
uh, what game shows you want me to talk about for future episodes. And I'll see you again next week when I talk about another great game show, I suppose. Until then, big smooch. Mwah! Thank <laughs> you.